Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Failure. Fucking failure. Let me educate you, motherfucker. I'm coming up! And welcome once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran, and with me, as always, is a man who once descended into the nether realm to avenge his family, Chad Lindsay. How are you, buddy? It has <laughs> yes, we are closing it out the way we opened it up, and we are going to jump into Mortal Kombat... 2021 and see how this one compares to the 95 version we cracked this season open like a cold beer too so what are you thinking about this one on just kind of general thoughts just general thoughts like i'm gonna be perfectly honest i think that there are things that this film does exceptionally well like really really well and then there's other points in this film where i'm like you know what the 95 film did it better like you know yeah you you say whatever you want about that 95 film like that was a that was a solid film man it was that good. was a solid film yep. and i really thought that this was going to take it into a little bit of a like i like the the 95 film like oh they're scorpion they're sub-zero their 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 costumes looked very very realistic to the game right like yeah and this one i'm like oh shit they're going in a different direction and I don't mean to shit on this film, but this film starts out solid. Oh. And for me, like the longer you watched it, the kind of worse it got. And I'm not even trying to be a dick. I know there's people that love this film. It's it's a bit of a it, it's right down the middle for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, like if I watched it as just a martial arts movie and didn't know it was Mortal Kombat, it was just a martial arts generic movie. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But when you throw in the fact that it's a Mortal Kombat movie, well, now there's expectations laid on that of there's things that you need to have in a Mortal Kombat movie. And this doesn't have the main one, which is a fucking tournament. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it's the Mortal, this Kombat, is the tournament Mortal Kombat tournament to save the goddamn Earth realm. Ain't no tournament there's in somebody, sight. <laughs> there's somebody driving in their car right now listening to this, punching the steering wheel, like, you fucking asshole that was setting up the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> yes, and fair enough, yes. I Like, you and I have had the conversation where I think you've got to do one or the other. Like, the 95 film, you know, that first 15 minutes, they did a decent job of setting up our main protagonists, right? Which, in that film, was Sonya, uh, Liu Kang, uh, Raiden, right? Yep. And Johnny, and Johnny Cage, Cage. Sorry, Johnny Cage. And then, you know, Raiden kind of being the, you know, the, the anchor to the tournament. But these guys are these guys are learning about it, and they're basically teaching, well, there's a tournament, and we've lost nine, and all this ribbity-rah. Yeah. And they jumped right into it, and we got into the tournament. Uh, with this film, it's like, oh, shit, they're going to do some backstory. Fuck, excellent. Yeah, let's just sit back and enjoy the backstory. But it starts out really well with the Scorpion and Sub-Zero, and then it just kind of it just kind of fizzles for me. It just kind of moves around a bit, and it, like you know, you're trying to catch the soap. Yeah, it, it is that, isn't it? Like when this movie opens, dude. The first like seven minutes of this movie, we should have said this already. This is from from 2021, so we're gonna spoil the fuck 
out of this movie, which yeah. which we already have by telling you there's no tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you haven't seen this movie, fucking go watch it before you ever listen to this podcast because we're gonna talk through every goddamn detail of this. So honestly, I think I think I think the fans have all seen it. I would like, hope if you're so. A fan yeah. of Mortal Kombat, you've already you've already seen it. But yeah, go ahead. We're missing a tournament. That's the that's 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 point number one that that I have a problem with this. Yeah, and the first like seven to ten minutes of this, and you mentioned it. It's the Sub Zero and Scorpion sort of backstory. Is awesome. Like it's so Dude. good. These two guys, Hiroyuki Sanada, who plays. Hanzo Hasashi, who who becomes fucking Scorpion. Joe Taslam, man, and fucking Jacko. Joe Taslam, like who plays Bihan, who becomes Sub Zero. These dudes are who, awesome. Like they're so like, good. This could have been. This could have been the film. Yes. Like this. This. Like Mortal Kombat is huge now. Okay. Like it's absolutely huge. You and I played it when it was an arcade cabinet. Yep. And it was you and Legere that was just came running into my office and you guys were like, What the fuck? Jesus, you gotta come see this. You rip a head off and his spine's hanging up the head. Yeah, I'm, 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 we gotta get down here right now. Holy sweet Jimmy, Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. But the thing that's that's uh, amazing is like I really enjoyed this story. Like, again, in that ninety five film, I really liked the game realistic costumes that scorpion and sub-zero had on i was like fuck those are like on point yep but this i'm like oh they're gonna take in a little bit of a direct different direction they're gonna make it a little bit more realistic but there was so many nice little nods in there i could have watched a scorpion sub-zero origin story and it would have entertained me for 90 minutes with these two guys setting it up like we could have started a little bit before that scene and then basically, you know, just kind of ended with that final battle, yes. which honestly was very, very good. It's tremendous. I, I thought it was great. I had some very small issues with the edit, um, not the choreography at all, okay. but the edit. But I thought it was really, really well. It's it's clearly the best part yeah. of the film. Well, and like we spoke briefly earlier today and said, if they had done that, if they had made a Sub-Zero Scorpion sort of Avengers style Captain America movie or Iron Man movie where it was just the origin of these two and start with the rivaling clans and go through some battles and then finish the movie with this final confrontation and have Scorpion descend into the, the nether realm and then have the teaser at the very end of Raiden coming down. Yeah. And touching the ground where he burnt up and went into the nether realm and like, Holy fuck, there's Raiden. Oh my god, that's the next movie is Raiden. Yeah. Putting you know and then go from there and like fucking build it up if you're going to build it up. Like take your time, build it up and build to the tournament in the end. So the tournament movie is like the fifth movie in after you touch on yeah, all these like, characters and take your time with it. What like how many goddamn Marvel movies did it take to get to Endgame? Like 24, Jesus Christ, dude. 20 like it was just it was it was ridiculous, you know, ridiculous in a good way because I went and yeah. saw them all. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll go see the movie." He's popcorn, scream at the screen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this was, this was for me like such a like again. I don't want to come across like I'm bashing the movie because it's a solid it is. movie, but it just feels like I feel, I feel like this movie insulted my intelligence because yeah. the good guys, and we'll discuss it as we get into the film. The good guys do so many stupid things just to move the plot forward or just to have these contrivances in order to 
make the plot move forward and i'm just like okay listen i am not that dumb like that does not make sense sir yeah that you know i was just like man just i i was a little upset a few places but here we are i would have i would have done a scorpion sub-zero movie i would have been all in i would have put my money down and i would have watched that and then i would have done a kano sonya jacks movie yes i would yes i would i would do all of those you know Liu kang do a Liu kang kung Kung lao Lao movie like that would be so dope plus there's so many new characters now that i don't even know because i mean we were kids when it came out we were playing the cabinet versions of you know one and two and three university yeah you know and now there's like all kinds of characters i don't even know the fuck these people are but yeah, they um, built out the universe a lot. You have so many, yeah, like you have such a huge universe. Like, when, why don't we jam 5,000 people into this and see what happens? I, yeah. I, I, by the time you get to the tournament, you could have a really, really solid, like, well-fleshed-out characters. Because these characters, especially the good guys, none of them are fleshed out in this film at all. And I think that's another big problem I have with it. No, but like think th- if you're going to compare it, like think about the emotional reaction that people had in Endgame when Captain America picked up Molinor. Oh, Jesus, yes. Like people legitimately fucking cried in the I- theater when they were like, "Oh my god, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. I've heard yeah. he can pick it up. Holy yeah. fuck." Like yeah. the the feeling of that was built up over 20 fucking movies. Yeah, over 20 movies. And you then know, he and they rebooted says- yeah, they rebooted Hulk three times yeah. to get it right, <laughs> and and even like the moment where like you've watched twenty some movies or whatever, and he grabs the hammer and he's just like Avengers assemble, like that's their right? catchphrase. They never used it in the twenty like two dozen <laughs> movies. Like this is a guy that knows how to hold his load, uh, right? Kevin Feige. He's just like I'm gonna <laughs> fucking wait to the best spot, and it's yep. gonna be this, and he fucking does it. And I just, I just think that for me, like I love those, I love those Marvel characters. They're really fun and exciting. But you have, I think, it, it's just my opinion. I think the Mortal Kombat characters are fucking way cooler than the Marvel characters. Like far more yeah. interesting. It's martial arts. I'm fucking in for a penny, in for a pound on that shit. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not disappointed in the movie per se. I'm, I'm disappointed because. Like we're talking right now, the vision that I have for it is this grand scale, take your time, delayed gratification thing where take 20 movies, dude. I'm there. Like, I'll go see all these movies and then hit me with the tournament. So when Sub-Zero finally grabs somebody's fucking neck and pulls their head off, I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or or if they're like, fuck it, we're not going to do that. Uh, We're just going to do one movie. And see where it goes. It's like, okay, well, you better fucking start with the tournament. And you better have some really good fucking violent moves. Because when, when, fuck, this is the thing that bothers me. Like, when it's a tournament, right, and somebody gets a flawless victory or somebody gets a fatality, that's part of the scoring system. But if, like, Kung Lao just kills somebody and he goes, fatality, like, who the fuck says that? Like, to themselves. (laughs) Like, there's nobody else around Kung Lao. Who the fuck are you talking to? Flawless victory. Well, but, yeah, but, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, goddammit. So, goddamn, like, it's, and and my frustration is just, like, because I know this could be, fucking top shelf i know this could be this could be the best of the best and 
because they show us that in the first seven minutes. Yeah, man. I'm like, man, I fucking love life. And it reminded me of some of the, the old films, too. Like, when he walks up, when like we haven't even gotten into any of the movie, we're just fucking. No, I know. I was just, just thinking just about just when I'm going to do the pitch up. to the patrons here. <laughs> well, do that, do that. I was actually, yeah. Let, let's let's get this going. But I mean, we just kind of ranted for the first few minutes here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, uh, we're going to jump into this now. But if if you would like to join the Patreon here and support us in what we do, that would be awesome. You can go to Patreon.com/slash. You have offended this podcast. You can go there. We have different levels for as low as five bucks a month. You can get all of our full podcasts, all of our seasons, the back seasons, and the partial arts movies that we do as well. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you can go to our website, which is OffendedPodcast.com. If you don't feel like having a recurring cost, go there, buy a piece of merch or something. That way, you get something cool, and it helps us keep the lights on it. Why? HOTP Central here, and uh, follow us on our social media because you'll get heads ups on what uh, what we're doing next movie wise and what we're covering and all that jazz. You can give us suggestions on what you like, people, scenes, whatever. We're at YHOTP on Twitter, on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. You can just search "You Have Offended This Podcast" and you will get what we have there. So thanks so much to our patron, uh, I, Mike. Your rule, thanks, buddy. And uh, hopefully we can get some more of you out there interested and come to support us because we love doing this and we would love to make this our full-time job and put out more content on TV shows about martial arts or TV shows about comedy or anything like that. Like there's a bunch of shit we have on our back burner that we're thinking about doing. We just don't have the time because we both work full-time now. But if this was our full-time job, we would have some fun. So thanks very much. Hit that up and let's get into this uh, Mortal Kombat 2021. So yeah, this fucking dude, this opening scene is dope. This is the shit. It makes me think of like really good samurai movies, like you know, yeah, Harakiri. You know what I mean? Or 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 uh, you know, f- whatever it is, the Seven Samurai. Like this is really good. Yeah, it's a it's a great opening, and again, like it it really hooked me, and I was just like, Jesus, this is gonna be great because he's there with his wife, he's got his you know his son and his daughter, you know, and they're like giving each other kisses and she's out working in the gardening with her gardening tool which is going to play a big role in a moment yep (laughs) and she's like hey go get some water and you know sends him down to go get the water and then suddenly along comes uh sub-zero the bihan sub-zero the clan yeah he he goes off listen this guy hiroyuki sanada he is a tremendous actor you know, he is when, great. When he grabs her face and says, you know, I'm grateful and thankful to be with you. Yes. And she gives a little smile and off he goes to get the water. Like, Hiroyuki Sonata has been in 113 films. <laughs> like, Man. He was in the original, you know, Ringu in Japan. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And the sequel. He's been in The Last Samurai. He was been in Rush Hour 3. The Wolverine, 47 Ronin. He was in Avengers Endgame. He's been in Westworld and Army of the Dead. He's going to be in John Wick fucking part four. Oh, Jesus. Right? Like, he's a motherfucker. He's really good. And, man, so he's at the river. And the wife comes in and says, why is it so cold in here? And you're like, fuck. Oh, yeah. As soon as she said that. Like, again, my problems are with the script because... That line alone, you're just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the sword comes through and you see the death and he, she hides the baby under the floorboards. Mm. And uh, just so you know, he, uh, the, the wife, the tool that she's using is called a kunai. 
and that becomes Scorpion's signature weapon. It is actually a weapon, but Ninja used to use it for like climbing and shit like that, and and is a lightweight bladed weapon. It's very cool. Very cool. But fucking Joe Taslim comes in here and blocks the door. He is so good in this scene. He's menacing as shit. Yeah, he is so great because you're terrified. And the little kid puts his little ridge hand up. His little hand up, yeah. Yeah. And and he just kind of smiles and stoops down. And you could just see the fear in the mother's eyes. Yeah. And then they just... He says, did your dad teach you that? Yes. And then all of a sudden... She just grabs him. Oh. He's showing his cryomancer uh, capabilities. And, you know, he just ices up his hand and stares at them and joe taslam is fucking awesome man like yeah i really like this guy a lot he's so good when he was fighting with hiroyuki sanada they were doing their scorpion sub-zero battle simon mccoy the director had to tell him to slow down because he was going too fast for the cameras to pick up Mm. he's that fucking good and fast like he's a motherfucker and it's cool when he, his hand freezes here when he's in front of the kid and the mother. And when he makes a fist, the ice breaks and falls off in little pieces yeah. of his hand and his hand's bleeding. Like, yeah, it's... It's so fucking good. And apparently his hands bleed here when he's behind. But once he becomes Sub-Zero, his hands don't bleed anymore. Oh, because he becomes crazy talented. Like, at this point, like, this is the backstory where he's just kind of learning his... Yeah. Uh, cryomancer his skills here. It's great. But then all of a sudden... You hear the scream, scream, and he comes running, and the buckets knock over. It's, like, so very artistic, right? And Dude, it breaks my heart. It's so good. He walks up on his family, and they're just encased in ice. And he kneels down and just says, I am sorry. Like, Yeah, it, it fucking tears your heart out, man. It's It really does. Like, I didn't think Mortal Kombat, five minutes in, I'd be tearing up. Well, that's why but I'm so pissed, I fucking man. was. That's I know. I'm so pissed because I was like, this is fucking gorgeous. Like, this is not just a good Mortal Kombat film. This is a fucking amazing film. Like, this is yeah. This is one for the fucking ages, right? Yeah. And once he starts fighting with the ninjas, it's fucking dope. It's phenomenal. He touches his son's face and starts to cry. Yeah. And it tears your heart out. But then you hear the assassins come behind him and the shift in his face oh, yeah. of, oh, you fuckers are going to pay now. Like, yes. And he goes, do you remember in, in 300 when that guy's son got his head cut off and he just went fucking bananas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went berserker. That's what it's like. He went Wolby fucking berserker, berserker style. <laughs> and that's what this dude does. Yeah. Like that dude that kicks him and he catches the leg and stabs the sword through the top of the fucking dude's oh, head. Oh, my God. Yes. It's tremendous. Like, the choreography here is amazing. He's writing these fucking dudes off. Yeah, and he's he's using the tool. I forget the name he, of it. I'm... He goes to get the kunai, the, his wife's yeah. kunai from the garden, and then just starts smacking these last couple dudes. He's he's throwing it into their heads and then doing the trademark scorpion pull. Yep. And just, I actually thought it was amazing. I was just like... I was like so stoked and and I just thought it was done so well. Oh my god, the potential of this movie right here. Yes. He's stabbing dudes and doing his leg sweeps and dropping legs on dudes and throwing this the the rope at dudes and like you said doing the scorpion. He doesn't say it, but he pulls the dude towards him yeah. and fucking clotheslines him and stabs him. And then he just yells out, "Behind!" Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like, "Holy shit, what is going on? Like this is fucking amazing." And then 
he's just sitting there on that rock like a badass and they come up and there's the confrontation yeah. and you realize oh this is fucking sub-zero and scorpion like right now yeah they're Fuck. gonna fight now We're right now five minutes into this film and they're gonna fight already it's so good and then when he throws it and uh it digs into the tree and like you know deep. yeah yeah beyond moves his head and just kind of laughs but when he pulls it out it slices open his cheek and they laugh and then they get into like i said I, I thought the fight was really good. I wasn't crazy about the edit because it was, you know, like they edit, you know, one move, one edit, one move, one edit. Yeah. Really didn't get to see a nice flow from the same camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like yeah. cam- every time somebody swings, it's a different angle. But other than that, like other than that one small problem I had with it, uh, yeah. which is not even a big problem, it's just... Just okay. a style preference, yeah. Just when they first fight. But you get a little bit of flowing as they as they fight a little bit later on. And he and I, slams his head into the rock. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, that was hard. And his face was fine after that, which was a little continuity thing. But I really liked when, when Bihan says, you know, we've exterminated everybody and now I'm going to do it to you. But he's saying it in Chinese. Yes. And Hanzo here says, I don't know what you're saying, but I promise you I'm going to fucking kill you yeah yeah <laughs> it's so good like yeah this fight's great they go back and forth a little bit it is edity yeah a little but bit it, it it's good i still like it and uh yeah they they he chucks uh hanzo into the tree here takes his weapon and uh he ends up unfortunately here for for hanzo finishing him off here yeah but uh i liked the uh the uniforms they're very toned down and a little more realistic Apparently, when when Joe Taslim put on the Sub Zero uniform the first time, he was so excited because his kid made a a, a big uh, push for him to do this role because his kid played the games. Oh, really? And okay, he took that's he took awesome. like a ton of selfies in the uniform. Yeah, like, this is so awesome. This is dope. Because <laughs> he looks awesome. He does, and I like how Scorpion's yellow. And listen, the Mortal Kombat mythology has changed greatly over the years, so it's yep. not. Like, they retcon and change it a lot. I mean, in the original, Scorpion wore the same outfit as Sub-Zero, but it was yellow to mock his cowardice. Yes. But in this one, he's wearing yellow, but it's kind of like, like a samurai uh, outfit, but he's got the like the yellow fringe in it and stuff like that. Like it's Yeah, it's more like a gold. Yeah, it's, yeah, like a gold color. And that's why, again, I don't think I would be as disappointed. Like, if I, I think if this scene wasn't the opening and it was just like kind of a mortal Kombat movie and i was like yeah it was okay eh, it was all right but yeah i think i have a lot of passion and maybe a little bit of anger because i was like look what you fucking had man like yeah. you fucking made something so good and yeah. then it just kind of dips off yeah yeah that's that's kind of the problem sub-zero behind still at this point leaves thinking that hanzo uh hazashi here is dead but he he hears his baby crying and tries to crawl up to the house and doesn't make it. Yeah. And then the the scene of him dying face down outside his house and then burning. He's got the, you can see the mark on his forearm, the, the tournament marking. That's another problem I have with this film is the stupid tattoos. But yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it is. Although it is. does make for a good comedic line later. Well, but, um, yes. He, he does burn up here. And as the, the rain sort of falls on the blood here. We get the lightning and then the first appearance of Raiden, 
who comes down, which was a badass appearance of Raiden. Like, still, at this point in the movie, on my first watch, yes. I was still like, fucking Raiden! Yes! Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like fucking <laughs> Raiden! Oh my god, I hope he doesn't do stupid things uh, yep. throughout the film, and he's a useless, neutered god, but... Anyway, like when he shows up, picks up the baby and vanishes and we get the Mortal Kombat title card. Man, like yep. this is probably one of the like this is one of my favorite openings of any film. Like not just martial arts yes. or anything like yeah. that. This is a fucking solid opening, man. Like this is a great opening. And I was just like so into this and I was like, man, this is going to be so great. Yep. But then we get the graphics where it's like now we're going to do the explanation. And usually when you get to a film and they have like a paragraph of text. Not all of them. Not all of them. There's some exceptions like Highlander yep. and fucking Star Wars, uh, Conan, and shit like that. But oftentimes, when you see those graphics where they're doing the explanation, you're like, "Oh shit, I'm in a bad movie." Yeah, you're like, "Oh god damn it!" They're telling me what's happening. But here we are, the new group. The tournament's going to be lost, or you know, whatever. The the bad guys have won a bunch of tournaments. So, and then. After the, the title card, they cut to the newly introduced character of fucking Cole. This, who has the yeah. gold or yellow hand wraps. Yeah. For what will be obvious reasons soon. But, yeah, we have fucking Cole here. That's the other part. Like, you've got Cole in this film who's basically supposed to be the guy that, you know, we follow that walks us through... The tournament, like the every man, the lightning rod, you know, like a lot of films have that character. Uh, well, he's so the people audience. Can explain. Yeah, so people can explain stuff to him so we, the audience, can pick up on it. I, yeah. I'm going to say it like I really don't think they needed this guy. Like They didn't. They did they not need, need this, this new character. No. I mean, I think they thought, I'm, I'm putting thoughts in their head, but it seems like they thought, well, we'll make up a new guy and then the people can explain it to him so the audience knows what's up. Dude, anybody watching Mortal Kombat knows what the fuck is up. Yeah. And it's not like it's a hard concept to figure out. <laughs> no. It's a fucking martial arts tournament movie. It's Enter the Dragon. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Fucking, anyway, they, he's a martial arts guy. He's a mixed martial arts fighter who fucking sucks. They might as well nickname him Canvasback. Because he fucking blows. He just gets his ass kicked all the time. Well, I mean, even the guy that, I don't know if he's the promoter or the coach or whatever, like, he's so over the top. The acting in the first part with Joe Taslam and, I forget the other gentleman's and name. And Hiroyuki Sanada, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that is some fantastic acting. And then they cut to this guy who, like, might be somebody's uncle involved in the film. And he's like, yeah. hey, hey, Cole, what a fucking piece of shit. They might as well call you piece of shit, you fucking <laughs> rickety-ass fucking head on backwards. You got the fucking rickets. You got fungus on your knuckles and your fucking breath is bad. It's just like, man, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, by the way, thank you for coming in and doing this fight. Thanks for coming uh, in. And last, last minute. Getting your fucking asshole beat out for $200. Thanks. I, yeah. I appreciate it. I owe you one. Like, that threw me off. I was like, fuck, he's that much of an asshole? Okay. And th this fight is, is okay. I mean, it's, I, I, it bugs me because I like mixed martial arts so much that this, this dude yeah. gets Cole in this, like, crucifix neck crank thing that looks like it hurts like fuck. Yeah. And his sister or whatever who's in his corner is like, don't tap! Don't tap! I'm like, uh, he's pulling your fucking head off. Maybe tap. Like, like, Jesus Christ, yeah. dude, relax. Yeah, like, the kid's you're not, like, hey, yeah. throw the uppercut. <laughs> yeah. 
Which, you know, that's his little thing, and uppercuts are powerful in the game, so that was kind of a throw to that. Yeah. But every time they go from the Cole character, and they kick it, like right here, at the end of the fight, they kick back to Sub-Zero now, going up to Shang Tsung, and having the meeting. This is fucking great! Yeah, and then, but they they just fucking suddenly cut from mixed martial arts, and of course, Jax slips in, and he's watching it, and then they just cut to this, like, this sort of rock face thing and it just says outworld like there we yeah. go outworld but now we're in yeah. outworld then you get the, it's just like oh, okay we're jumping around a little bit and then you've got you know sub-zero coming up to shang sung and i gotta say i i don't like this shang sung as much as the 95 i think the 95 shang sung with uh cht uh yep. did a better job he was so cool and over the top and big which yeah. is kind of what Shang Tsung needs to be, really, right? Yeah. Like, Ch- Chin Han plays him here. Chin Han's a great actor. He like, is. He, but... he was in The Dark Knight, right? He was the uh, he was Lao in The Dark Knight, the, the the TV man, the man on the TV. Yeah, the man on right? the TV. I know a squealer man. when I see when one. I see... Yeah, he's the squealer, right? He he's a good actor. I think he's poorly written in this film. Like his motivation he's... is yeah. fucking stupid, and Raiden's motive, like. His character and Raiden's character are the two worst written in the film, uh, yeah. from my opinion. Because they're like, hey, there's a fucking tournament that we uh, we can't invade Earth. We have to win ten tournaments. And if we win ten tournaments in a row, we get to invade Earth. And he's like, hey, we gonna go fucking fuck some shit up, son. It's like, he's like how about well, fuck all that? Well, why don't you just invade Earth? Like, if you don't have to follow the rules... Just fucking yeah. invade Earth, Shang Tsung, and stop fucking up with my time here. But yeah. anyway, that's, again, I I only say it because I fucking love this lore, and they did such a fucking good job in some places that it just cheeses me. Well, there's sections of this movie. There's scenes in this movie, like we already talked about the first, like, ten minutes. But every now and then a scene will pop up where you're like, oh, fuck, that was the shit right there. Yeah. Like. I wish they had kept that vibe, that aura, that feeling through this movie. Like, they, they didn't need this whole Cole storyline. You have enough characters in Mortal Kombat. Like, really cool characters. To pick characters. one and follow it. Follow Liu Kang and through it. Although Liu Kang's not great in this movie, but whatever. He's, like, a legit martial artist. But, yeah. I mean, again, no disrespect. His acting is weak. Like, he doesn't have... Solid acting chops. Now, somebody like Chuck Norris, and again, Chuck Norris is the man, and he could beat my ass even today. He doesn't yep. have great acting chops, but he plays nope. he plays within his boundary. He stays in his lane and fucking kills it. He's probably one of the one of the greatest martial arts actors of all time. Because he plays because he knows characters who don't well, he plays characters who don't have to talk that much. Yeah. And are tough guys. And yeah, and has like, great you know, lines. Don't you yeah. step on any toes. I don't step on toes, little John. I step on necks. Like, you're just <laughs> like, holy fuck, what a great line. Chuck Norris is the greatest actor of all time. He fucking just killed that. And then he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk for another 19 minutes. Um, but when he does talk, that motherfucker makes it count. And that's what I think, like, they, they just gave Cole, like, so much ex, exhibi- exhibition. They gave Cole so much exposition that... It's just kind of shitty. Yeah, they, it was it was unnecessary in in my opinion. And I I hate telling filmmakers this is what you should have done, but 
you know, fuck, man. We're just giving our opinions, right? Because we're fans of the of the game and of the movies and of the characters. So, but I gotta say, God like, damn it, when Cole takes his family out for ice cream and fucking Jax is sitting there, dude, watching, and the snow starts coming. This is another one of those things where I got so fucking amped up. There, that there's just scene, a little bit of snow. Shit. It's fucking amazing. And goddamn Sub Zero, who was like, I played as Sub Zero over the years. Sub-Zero shows up and does not give one straight fuck about anybody, and no. he's so badass here, man. He's so good. Yeah, there's the little scene here where Cole's, just before we get to that, Cole's uh, sister, daughter, who the, f- I think it's his, is this daughter? This is in his corner? I don't know, it's like his sister, daughter, I think there's some sort I don't of know what the fuck Utah is. fucking family <laughs> shit going on here, because like, she- I was confused through the whole thing. <laughs> She gives him a yellow and black bracelet, which is Scorpion's colors, right? Yeah. And then Jax comes in to say, hey, what's up? And shows him the, gets Cole to show him the, the fucking oh, yeah. tattoo thing on his chest. And, oh, yeah. you got the mark in just to, you know, Jax is sent there to find him and all that shit. So we get that. And then, yes, they go for ice cream here after the fight with, with Cole's wife. And I'm assuming this is his daughter. I'm going to call her his daughter. I don't know if I'm right about that or not. I like to think I am. But then the fucking snow starts to fall. And she's outside at like a patio table and his wife and and him are inside the, getting the thing, getting the other ice cream. And she's, the daughter's like, Oh, look at this. And Cole sees the snow and he's like, what the fuck has, holy shit. And he walks to the window and the snow's falling and he's like, Hey, Hey, look at this. It's snowing. And she's like, what? And he's like, it's July. What the fuck? And then the windows and they see the, the table from the daughter's perspective and the ice starts to freeze up the table and around the little condiment stand. Yeah, man. And, fuck dude it's so good and when she looks up and you know the feeling of you now like holy shit here he comes like fucking he's coming and the smoke and he's standing there in the fucking road dude and when he raises his arms and all the snow starts and ice and shit starts to fall up yeah man fuck dude it's good and he drops his arms and all of these big fucking huge chunks of ice just come crashing down there's fucking like you know and like ice taking people and out s- taking people out smashing windows beating up kids fucking like and he <laughs> is just dropping dropping these ice and uh dropping these big ice chunks and you know they basically get in the suv and fuck off and he is just like walking down the street oh, dude, fucking dropping ice when on jacks him. pulls up in that suv and says get in and they get in, and then they get the shot down the street again of Sub Zero raising his arms again, and the ice goes up again. Yeah, man. Like it, the shot is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's it's almost like there were two films. You know, you know, like hey, you have the Cohen brothers. Like this, this yeah. was like you know, part of it was done by Goofus, and the other part was done by Gallant. <laughs> There's a highlights magazine highlights reference for you Canadian people. <laughs> Yeah. anybody read highlights in the anybody, 70s highlights people anybody no that, just me that, all right that fucking killed <laughs> fucking killed in the 50 year old highlights readers <laughs> this is why we are rolling in patrons my friend yeah exactly <laughs> making those references man but yeah jacks here is talking and giving cole the lowdown on what's up and shows him shows cole that jacks has that marking too again like 
that there's it gets it's stupid. Like he's standing there with him. He's like, "Where'd you get that tattoo?" He's like, "Oh, it's not a tattoo. It's a birthmark." Oh yeah, well, have a good day, Cole. And then he like it's your job to go tell him. Like I'll just tell yeah. him later after ice cream. I don't want to spoil this man's ice cream. Like I don't want to spoil his post fight <laughs> celebration. Yeah, like that. These the, again, these are some of the decisions that I'm like, okay, fair enough. But but. The look here when they pull into this alley, holy and the fuck! Puddle freezes in front, and you see Sub Zero's feet step out. Masterful, like so there's good. stuff in this. Like there's just a puddle in an alley, and it just starts to ice over, and then you get that, you know, that cold fog. Um, fuck yeah, coming up around them. Like it's not just ice and snow and wa- like it's all of the all of the forms of condensation and sublimation like, it's, <laughs> that it's, are happening are happening like, like simultaneously. Uh, exceptional. And then you know, I kind of like Jax. He's like, "Hey, get your family the fuck out of here. I'm gonna fight this guy." Yeah, takes out his gun, and there's a scene where where the smoke yes. uh, slides. Yes. In, like it's in reverse. Follows Sub Zero. Follows Sub Zero into this icy fucking room. This set's not bad. Like it's not. It's not bad. Like he's inside some sort of building. Uh, everything's caked in ice. Um, yeah. But the, the the set's not bad. And basically, Jax is going through in the dark. He's got a flashlight on his assault rifle, and yeah. there's uh, icicles hanging everywhere. It's pretty cool. There's a couple cool little Easter eggs here when they're in the alley and Jax is talking to Cole and he says, get out of here, get your family. You need to get and find Sonya Blade. And he says, go to 806 West Washington Boulevard, Gary, Indiana. That's Sonya's address in Gary, Indiana. That's actually the former address of NetherRealm Studios that where Mortal Kombat oh, was shit. made. Yeah, and there was another one too when he first meets him that we skipped over when he said, uh, you took the belt off Eddie Tobias. Yes. So, yeah, 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 yeah. We forgot to mention that one too. Yeah, Eddie Tobias is the the first and last names respectively of the creators of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, put together, which is pretty dope. And there's another one in here where Jax goes into this building, like you said, where there's ice everywhere, and he's got the the like you said the flashlight on the rails of the gun, and then he gets upstairs where the pillars are and shit, mm. and he's looking around. He's trying to find Sub Zero, and there's one quick scene where he walks in front of the camera and you can see behind him there's a wall that says like hopper or some shit hooper hopper or whatever but if you look underneath where it says hopper in spray paint there's a down arrow an arrow pointing to the right and then it says plus lp oh down circling from down and up and hitting the left punch button is the code for for sub-zero's freeze move yeah 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 they put that on the wall because he turns around and then bam sub-zero's right there down circle forward and uh low punch that's fucking dope it's very very cool and i loved this because he turns around and sub-zero's like right in his face like he's got the shotgun right in his face and he pulls the trigger and the shotgun pellets come out of the gun slow motion frozen in ice it's, it's fucking, fucking dope. great like again this is why i was like this is going to be the fucking coolest video game martial arts like they're really going to do this justice and that was a throwback homage to the fucking 95 movie 
Because remember in 95 when Sonya put the gun up and Sub-Zero touched yeah. it and it froze and he broke it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an homage to that movie. Fuck. But done in 2021 to make it better, which they did. It was fucking incredible when those pellets came yeah, out. Yeah, that was that was absolutely Dope incredible. Dope as fuck. And this fight's pretty good, man. Like, Jax and Sub-Zero yeah. have a cool little fight here. Sub-Zero is clearly the better fighter at yes. this point. Um, yeah. You know, Jax is like, I did... You know, whatever it was, seven tours, motherfucker. Like, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Sub Zero's chucking him around like it ain't no thing. <laughs> yeah, they they give Jax like some cool. They do give Jax some cool lines in this. The best Especially lines later. all go to Kano. Um, oh, all of them. All yeah, of them are Kano's. Yeah, them, we'll get on that. Kano's fucking undefeated with lines. But I love how he freezes both of Jax's arms. And I mean, it's like, I was like, oh, fuck, what a good way for Jax to lose his arms, right? Tremendous. Like, he fucking freezes them, and then the ice kind of, like, explode breaks, and yep. the frozen blood sickle, yep. like, seeping through the ice. Like, it's great. Like, I was really impressed with this. I was really impressed. And Taslim just staring at him while he's freezing his arms, just that fucking, fuck. if you'll pardon the expression, the cold stare of just fucking staring at him. And when he just puts his sh- hand gently on, on Jax's shoulder and just pushes and him freeze. off the edge. Yeah, 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 and pushes him over, yeah. And it's then he falls great. and wham! He fucking slams off the next story down with the rebar sticking out. Oh my like, God, yeah. Slams off that. And I was like, Jesus! Yeah. And he lands and out at the bottom that, like... That dope shot from below of Taslam standing there looking yeah. down. With his dentine ice fucking eyes. Like, it was... <laughs> it was good, man. It was so good. The Sub-Zero scenes, the Scorpion scenes, are bar none the best in the movie. And I'll tell you, the Kano scenes are, are tremendous, too. Because he really pulls it out. And they do a good yeah. job writing for him and, and making him a badass. I just wish they had re reformatted the plot to make it work better without Cole. Because, yeah, again, they they cut back to Cole here, and they don't need this. This is, every time Cole's on the screen, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Why do I give a fuck about this? This guy wasn't in the game. You know what I mean? Stop trying to make Cole. <laughs> like, Stop it. Stop they cut it. out here to Melina. Like, okay. once you see Melina, you're like, okay, Melina looks fucking cool. And I know, like, we were talking earlier about how they changed the look and, you know, we're going with something a little bit more grounded. I'm like, fuck, I love the way Sub-Zero looks. I love the way Scorpion looks. And Melina comes across, and she's not wearing her famous mask. Yep. Instead of a mask, she's got fucking blood stains, Like, purple, yeah. red blood stains. But she's got her sigh. You know, she's not wearing kind of like the sexy look at my ass outfit. Yep. She looks like a fucking monster, man. Which which I kind of dig, man. I, I fucking liked it. I really did. And I'm like, well, that costume's not accurate. And I'm like, fuck it. It works, man. It works it in does this work. world. And they don't like they don't need to be accurate to the game. They need to no. make it work for the characters like Sub-Zero and Scorpion in the first scene. You know who they fucking are. You know who they are. And Melina, right? her face is dirty. She's got fucked yep. up eyes. She's got like eye makeup around her. Her hair's all fucked up. She looks scary, man. She looks yeah, fucking she looks scary. Great. I thought they did a great job. I thought they did a great job in her wardrobe and makeup. And yeah. accurate or not, I fucking don't care. I thought it was good. No, I thought it was really good too. And one one thing I will say about this this is the next scene here, we go back to Cole who finds Sonya. One thing I do like 
contrary to the 95 one is in the 95 one we we you know were upset at the fact that they took Sonya and made her effectively a fucking teased hair dress wearing damsel in distress yeah by the end of the movie which was fucking stupid at least in this one Sonya stays a badass yes as much as I, she is i mean she's I, not the best character in the movie but no i think i think that i think she's a little underwritten because yes yeah yeah i think it i think it's script problems and i don't mean any disrespect to cole and i don't mean any disrespect to the actor that played sonya both of them are are weak when it comes to their acting ability it seemed yeah jessica McNamee plays sonya here and i think again i like you said i think it was more the script you well know, she's been in 19 uh, films script, she was in the, yeah. the meg and stuff like she's been in yeah. a bunch of films but well script and direction too because it's like okay tell me about sonya blade okay she's tough okay what else nothing she's tough so yeah uh just be pissy just be constantly pissy like she doesn't actually go through kind of any arc and again yeah. when they go inside the house she's like come inside the house he's like all right and uh, she's like, yeah, I'm fucking tracking motherfuckers. And he's like, oh. And then he walks by a picture and, like, they're in military fatigues. And he's like, oh, military, eh? And I'm like, well, I saw the picture. <laughs> like, this film is, like, fucking spoon-feeding shit to me. It's like, all right, yeah. well, first of all, we know Sonya and Jax are in the military. Secondly, we saw a picture of her in a military uniform. And then Cole goes, hmm military <laughs> like, she's yeah. she's wearing army green now <laughs> yeah it's, in front of it's you like it's like film stop it's like i'm not a fucking child man like let's do this this is an r-rated movie yeah if cole is supposed to be us then us as cole are seeing the picture yeah of them in the thing so you look at it and go okay they're in the army cool and you know she could off you know when he says jack sent me here like i got sent here by jacks yeah jacks and i are in special forces together yeah there's there's your out yeah you don't have to make him sound like a fucking handicapped kid yeah do you well, know you're in the army he's <laughs> he's fucking stupid he's got like an iq of like 60 like that forrest gump level <laughs> and she's just got a fucking chip on her shoulder however now we get kano dude this is where this kano fucking just elevates this movie to another level Kano, when he says, who are you? And he says, I'm Kano. And she says, he says, Kano what? And he goes, Kano, none of your fucking business. Yeah, like, goes, is that Russian? Do I sound Russian to you, you fucking idiot? Yeah, like, <laughs> this guy is fucking incredible. So, like, when we were saying earlier, like, oh, I'd watch movies introducing these characters. I would totally watch a Kano, Sonya, Jax film. Like, that would be oh. so fucking good, man. In a heartbeat. That's uh, Josh Lawson who plays Kano. He's a really good actor, writer. And pretty, he's done a ton of things. Comed he was an Anchorman too. He played Kench Allenby in uh, Anchorman Kench. 2. Yeah, Kench Allenby. Holy shit. <laughs> his timing's fucking awesome. His lines are well written. He's really good. Because like, he sees the, the mark. This is where he sees the mark on Kano's neck. And uh, he says to Sonya as she walks away. What about you? Where's your marking? I don't have one. Yeah, but he goes, he goes wah, wah, off camera. Like, oh, yeah, the, he's not even there. That's the, it's fucking that's great. That's the thing that's so good. Like, anyway, this guy is fucking hilarious. He cracks me up. He really <laughs> elevates the film. He does. Again, like, when what this film does right, it does it so right. And it's, it's hard sometimes because you get 
two actors here with with the the Cole and Sonya characters that are kind of they're okay, like they're okay, but Kano fucking kills it. Yeah, Kano's and in it's another very league. obvious he's on yeah. a whole other he's on a whole other level with his delivery, his intensity. And it yeah. just it it highlights that divide between yes. the I I hate saying the talent I don't I, know if that's I, I what know. it is I I I know what you mean like I know what you mean and again we don't like to we try to call it I hate as shitting we see on people it, right? I really yeah. do like like we're not like nah you can't act it's just kind of like no you know like, but there's levels like, yeah there's definitely levels just like there's levels in martial arts man yeah and and you've got a fucking black belt working with a couple of white belts. Yeah. On, or on, at the, least, on the you know, acting scale yeah. here. Oh, now I insult them more by saying white belts, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm sorry. Purple, green, orange belts, whatever you want to yeah, call yeah. them. Um, I do, I do kind of dig the, the reptile, the way they did the CGI for reptile here. Yeah, it's much better than 95, obviously. Yeah, I kind of liked it. And I love the way Kano comes out here and uses the acid spit to break the cuffs and then stabs his knife through the fucking road flare. And sticks yeah. that into reptiles like, aha, there you are, because it's invisible. Yeah, I really like that. That's like such a Johnny Quest fucking thing to do, right? Like it's when Johnny Quest fucking great. fought that invisible monster on that island. You know, Johnny yeah. Quest threw a bag of fucking paint on it. Um, but yeah, this yeah. was so good. Like, you know, reptile comes out. He lights the road flare, stabs it in his back. And uh, now you've got this predator translucent guy going around with full road flare coming at them i thought it was done well thought it was done well i really enjoyed it it. was it was done very well and this is the only movie line in my opinion that actually works because sonya stabs the knife into reptile's chest and then kano fucking punches through it and grabs the heart out and holds it up and goes ha kano wins yeah (laughs) and that it fucking works that worked because this guy kano you can you can envision him saying that like well, you and can, he's laughing he's like ha kano wins holding yeah. the heart kano wins ha yeah of course Look that's, at that. that's, what a beauty fucking beauty that's what he fucking says beauty. fucking beauty yeah fucking <laughs> like, beauty like so good yeah and guy's of course fucking awesome in the uh in the exchange he gets half of his face clawed off by reptile <laughs> and it's so good that line is awesome when uh you know they're now in the trailer here the three of them and they're trying to figure out what's going to happen to each other or whatever. And uh, when Kano says, you know... No one knows where it is. Well, I do now. Excuse me. Where is it? Uh, you got a pen? You want to write this down? Get fucked. As if I'm going to help you. You kidnapped me. You tied me up. You threw a knife in my fucking leg on purpose. And then that lizard thing took off half of my face. Lucky for me, you can hardly notice it. Yeah, like, like for me, you can't fucking tell. Or something like that. You can't fucking notice. You can't fuck. And he just points. He points to his shredded face as he says it. Like for me, you can't fucking notice. Yeah, his fucking face is torn the fuck off. And I love when he walks out here and he chucks the beer bottle and she starts asking him about a price. It's fucking fantastic. Like, Like, this guy, this guy is just awesome for the film. Like, he's the star of this film like he just makes it so entertaining and i thought he was great i like again i could watch an entire kano film yeah yeah josh lawson's fucking tremendous he looks great he's very believable as kano like i i I totally buy him because when he makes the turn to being serious 
like the, uh, we'll get to it, but in a little bit when he's at the table and he's like, do you know who the fuck I am? Yeah. Like, and he gives you that, like, I'm Kano with a fucking black dragon. Yeah. It's like, you I'm believe that he's a badass. Five countries. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, the, yeah, the three most believable characters in this film are Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and Kano. And yes. they're on a completely different level than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the rest of them are, are decent and they would hold up. I love when I love when Kano spits into the fucking palm of that little yeah, garden yeah. gnome. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god, it's hilarious. And I do like that Sonya fucks with him too, and she's like three million, and he goes back inside and agrees to the three million. And Cole's like, "You have that money?" And she's like, "I don't have any fucking money." Yeah, <laughs> I live in a I live in a trailer. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, it's it's all right. Anyway, Kano's cool got line. the the pilot. Yeah, he's got the pilot, and they take off and fly to. The middle of goddamn nowhere. We get a, a the cool little flash here of of Cole on the plane seeing Scorpion with that cool little kunai thing, the little little. But tool. I really have to say that that's kind of cool, but it really doesn't serve the story in a meaningful way. Do you know what no. I mean? Like he's he's no. having these flashbacks, but at no point do these flashbacks aid him in making a decision. I think it's just this artistic thing that that's thrown in, but it. It has no meat and it has no uh, meaning. It never pays off. It's the exact same thing that we saw in our last week's movie in The Hunted with with Christopher Lambert's flashbacks. Yes. Right? Like where he had that weird artistic thing with with uh, Joan Chen. It never pays off. It never does anything. That's the same as the same as here with him. Yeah. And actually, I there's uh, there's a lot I like about this. Again, one of the things that I find just kind of insults my intelligence is he's Kano, he's the Black Dragon, and she's like, oh, everybody's been searching for Raiden's temples for years. And he was like, oh, I know Raiden's temple. Red Gun's out there. You know, it's just like, do you? Yeah. Do you really? Like, does the Thunder God need guns? <laughs> like, need an yeah. AK? Like, like, what the hell, man? Anyway, I, th- I thought it was a stretch. Like, all of a sudden, Kano's, like, tied to a chair the whole thing. She's like, where's Raiden's temple? He's like, I ain't gonna tell you. Then suddenly the storyline needs them to get there so Kano's like yeah of course I know where Raiden's temple is it's like oh yeah. it's a good thing this temple's not secret in any way shape or form <laughs> so that's just again like when this movie is firing it's fucking 10 out of 10 like it is it yeah. is really great and Kano's character is one of those things that fires on 10 out of 10 but the script uh, if you look at the writing credits of the writer on this film it's this like, this yeah. is his writing credit. This is the first thing that he wrote. So, I mean, yeah. they handed him the keys to something that, and, you know, I don't want to tell somebody that, you know, they can't do something, but you're handing him something pretty big and legendary to handle as a first-time writer. Yeah, it really is. I, I honestly, I don't mind this fight here between Sonya and Kano. It's okay, yeah. I thought it was good. I thought... I thought that uh, Jessica McNamee here did a good job. I thought the choreography fit her well, where she's kind of running around him. She grabs his knife really quick and then gets his, his knife on his neck. And then he has that kind of... Do you remember In the Line of Fire? I do remember that. That was a great film. Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich. Yeah. Fucking fantastic film. But when she has the knife on, on his neck and Kano said, come on, do it. Yeah. And then he gets more intense, like, come on, do it! Yeah. Like, And she can't. It's it really reminded me of that. Like he's on the edge and he doesn't give a shit if he lives or dies. Like he's got that Doc Holiday energy. 
he does. Yeah, you know where he just, it doesn't and matter. He's to saying him. take it as in take it like take the take my mark my mark. But then we get that awesome sunset, which doesn't quite match because like they're in the very bright light, and then all of a sudden you see Liu Kang, uh, his silhouette midday. Yeah, midday, and it's like oh look, it's the sunset in the middle of the afternoon. But he shows up. Yeah, it didn't make sense at all. And he throws a fireball, and I I gotta say I think I prefer Robin as Liu Kang. Yeah, I, I I think I prefer Robin Shu as well. This guy's not bad. This guy Ludi Lin, I, I like him. I I think I like you said. I think I do prefer Robin Shu a little bit better. Ludi Lin's no joke. He he's got twenty one credits. He was in Marco Polo and stuff and Aquaman and shit. I don't think the problem is really him though. I think the problem is the script because I find both he, actually I think a lot of the heroes in the latter yeah. part of this film are really underwritten. Yeah. I think that they're moving at a pace that's moving so quickly, and then suddenly it's like, hi, I'm Liu Kang. And the thing that I really don't like, again, and it's part of the script, it's not his performance as much, is these three people find him. And he says in the film, he's like, it has been my life's mission to find all the people with the tattoos. <laughs> and... They get inside the temple and there is nobody there. Like they, they, they say like the tournament will be before the next full moon. And it's like, you've spent your life looking for the tattoo people and you didn't find one. Well, (laughs) to his credit, he's got Jax there, but Jax has no fucking arms. Jax has no arms. Right? So he it's found It's a good thing that that guy. tattoo wasn't on his fucking shoulder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or on his, on his forearm, right? On his forearm. Like ah, fucking, fuck. like Scorpions was. You know, like, well, where's your tattoo now, dipshit? Like, yeah, it, it wouldn't have, uh, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked at all. But I do, I do kind of dig this little temple here where they have all the, the murals up that are showing the past champions. Yeah, this temple is cool and it's and it's shit at the same time like the what you just said the murals and the artwork i thought was absolutely fantastic but when they get into the central part of the cave and they meet raiden and they've got those fucking 1960s space 1999 (laughs) van fucking in the middle of the temple you're like you just like walk onto the set yeah. Of like another movie, and that's a that's another spot where I was just like I'm constantly being like pulled into this movie. I'm like, wow, that was so well done. Yep. And then I'm constantly kicked out of like a moving car. It's just like, wait, yeah, like, wait a minute, what are you doing? No fucking sense. So again, this movie is just like great for me, and then disappointing for me at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's sort of a study in contrasts. You know, of like, oh, man, this is dope. What the fuck are you doing what? with that there? What the fuck is the matter with yeah. you? Because <laughs> I don't understand. And, and again, like, Raiden will appear, you know, this is kind of where Raiden appears. Yeah. And the whole idea of the tournament and the realms and all of these things are discussed. But Raiden has these rules that he says he can't break unless he wants to break them and then he does you know? <laughs> yeah and then the rules go out the window it's fucking weird uh i i don't mind i, I like the little thing with kano stealing the thing and Liu Kang like put that back <laughs> oh yeah that's the uh medallion from one of the i don't know a lot of the later players i'm only in the earlier games but that act that medallion is actually from another oh is another it? character in the yeah there's so many 
freaking characters in this game now, dude. It's so crazy. Like when we played, it was like oh, it was yeah. like eight or maybe ten guys, yeah. maybe twelve. Yeah. Now so, there's yeah. like dozens and dozens and dozens. So like the hardcore fans that played the games for for years, they know them all. But guys like us, the old fucking men, yeah, uh, you know, we know the guys from like you know one, two, and three, and that's yeah. kind of it. That's kind of where we stopped playing. Yeah, I mean, I stopped playing this in, you know, what, fuck, 98, maybe even before that. Mm. Not 98. Jesus Christ, 96. Yeah. I, I would have stopped playing this, so, you know, it was a while ago. Sonya finds Jax here with his arms blown off, and she's like, holy jumping shitballs, look at you, what Jesus the fuck happened? Christ. Oh, my God. Fuck? And uh, I do like this where... where Cole and Liu Kang. You and throw Jax in. in the water and you call him Bob. Sorry, I cut you out there. But... <laughs> I do like where Kano and Liu Kang and Cole come in and they're followed by Sonya to meet Raiden here. Yeah. I don't mind this scene because Raiden fucks with Kano and it makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, like Raiden looks pretty cool. I don't I don't care. Like the three storms from Big Trouble in Little China, that's the best Raiden. <laughs> like, you know, the, he is the, the best Raiden. Yeah. Like, he is the best unofficial Raiden of all time. Yeah. But I do like this guy, though. Tadanobu Asano is his name. He's a fucking good actor. This guy has got 115 credits. He, like, he's a good fucking actor. He's a good actor, but again, I think he falls, in, uh, falls victim to this script. Yeah. Because. From the script, not talking about this gentleman's performance, but from the script, Raiden is either an idiot yep. or a coward. Yeah, or just completely and, ineffective. Yeah, completely. He has no agency to do anything until he's needed to do something. But, I mean, God damn it, he's the god of thunder. Like, And he's, the way he portrays himself, or, or the way that he's written, um, he's he's ineffective and castrated really yeah he is yeah they i have such high hopes for raiden especially after the opening scene here but then you know it just gets squashed down i dig the scene here with with Liu kang meditating and then his his flame goes out and sub-zero comes in that is a really nice scene again it's a sub-zero scene so it fucking rules well yeah joe taz like he could he could do a sears catalog suit photo shoot yeah and it would be fantastic yeah right <laughs> it's tremendous and then this is where we get the appearance of of uh kung lao where he pops it's up a in pretty the hat. great it's a pretty great entrance i have to say like the fact that he gets hit with a hat and you're like oh my god you're and like, the oh way he god, comes kung up lao! The, when he comes up through the floor as yep. his entrance yep um spinning like right out of the game really well done really super, like super well 10 out of done. 10 yeah 10 out of 10 on that appearance and now you have shang sung and sub-zero and melina walking in to confront Liu kang and fucking kung lao and like this has all the makings of being epic but then they well, kind of fuck it up they dude they really fuck it up and that's what that's what's upsetting because raiden appears and he is like hey and this is where their whole rules like completely fall apart yeah where you're not allowed to come to earth and attack you have to win 10 tournaments in a row and he's like i'm gonna go to earth and fucking attack and he's like no you're not allowed i'm raiden and he's like well too fucking bad like, i'm gonna we'll do suck it anyway on these nuts raiden and then raiden basically like a child goes i've got a shield 
and puts a fucking shield up. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll try and get through this. Try and get through my shield. And that's, it's disappointing. Like, I, it's just, yeah. it's just disappointing. I enjoyed the special effect, but the special effect led to basically a wall. And, you know, Shang Tsung's like, oh, that's not going to protect you. I'm going to kill all your guys and fuck the tournament. How about that? Yeah. And then they leave and you're like, well, like, this is not a get around for the tournament or it shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, it's, like, I don't know. It's just, it le- it leaves you feeling wanting. Well, it's like, it's like there's the, there's the, in the script, the physical wall, but also the script hits a wall in this moment. Yeah, because, a metaphorical wall here. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got Raiden, you've got Shang Tsung, Melina, Kung Lao. They're all there. And you're like, oh shit, this is gonna be a fucking epic fight scene. Yep. But it's almost like that was planned and they're like, Yeah, we ran out of money. We we gotta just what the word are we gonna do? Put up a put up a force field. Just put and, up a, a uh, wall of some kind. Put up an invisible force. You know, an the, invisible barrier. The Death Star shield. Yeah, they got to drop that now. They need to get around. Yeah, that. It's like yeah, that. they got to drop that shield, like the forest moon of Endor. So you know, <laughs> um, and that again, that was a that was a, another disappointment. And I'm okay with like a setup and a payoff later. And they kind of do the payoff, but but again, my my problem is that they're they're creating these rules of the tournament that really have no meaning. Like yeah. if that was the case, why doesn't Shang Tsung bring his whole army in now? Like if he's allowed to just go in and fucking kill earth fighters before the tournament. Yeah. Have his warriors like come that, flying like, in and just kill these fucking people. Why don't you just bring everybody? Yeah. You know, bring a whole bag, bring, bring everybody. Yeah. I don't know. It makes, it kind of makes no sense. It falls apart here. I, I don't mind the next little scene here where they go out to <sighs> see, this is another thing though, because they, they changed into this, you know, you got to discover your arcana yeah. of of your special power. And, like, you know, Kung Lao can appear and throw his fucking hat. And Liu Kang's got the fireball. And and these other guys have to find out what their arcana is. It's a waste of pages, man. It's a waste of pages because, like, Jax and Sonya and Kano in the game, their powers all came from tech. Like, technology. Like, Jax's arms are fucking technology. Kano's yeah. eye is a it's a fucking laser. Like Yeah, he's got a half a metal face and a laser. <laughs> yeah, like it's a and dump like to have the fucking thing tear his face off, have Kano leave, and then come back with the laser eye because his black dragon people found some scientists somewhere to put a fucking laser in his head. Like it, yeah. it, there's not a it's not a hard workaround. Like this discover your arcana thing is kind of fucking weak, I think. Well, I think it's fucking weak and, and also like it's the the rules for it are weird because everybody gets a te- different power and it's like well jacks had no fucking arms so they put on robot arms so somehow his spirit took the shitty monk arms and turned them into big fucking cannons it's like oh okay that's just right. like you know like when a ghost shows up in a dress all ghosts should be fucking naked right so right? it's just that yeah. type of it's just that type of logic but they try to they try to beat up Cole like Kung Lao is now fighting Cole which is a to try to get little him fight. I like the choreography get his arcana it's not bad I I like it for Kung Lao because I fucking like Kung Lao well and... listen the Max Huang plays Kung Lao and both him and Ludi Lin who plays Liu Kang they both started out with Jackie Chan's stunt team that's where they came from so they're bad motherfuckers like they know what they're doing on screen Max Huang 
trained with with a guy named Wang Peng Cheng of the the Shanghai Wushu team. Like he's a bad motherfucker. He was in Police Story with Jackie Chan. Like he's he's he knows what the fuck he's doing in movie fighting and real fighting. He's a badass. So these guys know how to fight. When Liu Kang gets out and does his little center pose flex thing, he is shredded. Like oh, <laughs> dude, shredded like a Julianne. <laughs> And it's fucking funny when Kano walks up and is like, no Harry Potter shit, all right? Oh, yeah. And he does that Mortal Kombat thing in the game. Well, I was just going to say, I love that he takes Kano with that low leg sweep like three times. Because you could do that in the game and just leg sweep somebody fucking forever until (laughs) you just re-sweep them. (laughs) He's like, oh, you only have one move. And uh, when he goes to do it again and Kano jumps, (laughs) but he fakes him. And yeah, he goes, ah, and then he comes around and Kano just goes, ah, fuck me. <laughs> like it's, He does it again, but then he stands up and he goes, ah, put a shirt on, Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah, Magic Mike. <laughs> Which is fucking excellence. Like, again, Kano coming through with the lines. It's tremendous. Kano, Kano is amazing. And then, of course, they have these stupid lines, like really, really poorly written dialogue, where Cole's getting patched up by Liu Kang. He's getting stitches, and he's like... Lou, how do I find my arcana? And it's like, you just left the train. Like, you literally just left the yeah. training field. And that's your next question. And it's the dialogue drives me. It, unless Kano's speaking, like, the dialogue, I have a major problem with a lot of the dialogue in this film. Yeah, it's it's not it's not well written, I don't think. It, yeah, it, it, again, it really leaves you wanting of, like, man, I wish they had given this to somebody who... A, was experienced, and B, loved the series. Like, the game series and everything, and and knew all the backstory and could weave this shit together. And, like you said, it's it feels rushed. So either get right to the tournament and have the movie be the tournament, or take your fucking time. Actually, yeah. really take your time and set the shit take up and time. play the long game. Yeah, and don't put as many characters in. Yeah, and bring them in later. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna do a tournament in the film. Okay, what are we gonna do? We're gonna do a goddamn Scorpion Sub Zero movie, and hold on to your nuts, son. I was yeah. like, all right, I'm, I'm in. I'm in and for that. I would start to jizz immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're gonna take your time. Like, <laughs> oh, Jax's little spaghetti arms here are hilarious looking on him. I know they look so funny because he's got like a massive chest, but he's got like. Pee-wee's big adventure fucking arms. And he's, and he's just like hitting the bag. He should be like, ah, I'm hitting the bag. Um, it's, <laughs> the effects The effects aren't bad. Like the effects aren't bad like of him no. hitting the bag. It looks funny and, and it's supposed to because he's got these little ass arms and everybody knows Jax has fucking, Jax is you know, yoked. metal Hogan arms. Yeah, so. Yeah. And again, this is, is another a, another scene where the dialogue is a little off for me. Like, oh my, they don't God, sound like, like two special forces operators no, working together. No, like, he's like, I remember there was a man that I was in fucking. They always name some place. I was in fucking the jungles of Romania, and I was feeling down. <laughs> jungles and a of man Romania. came up and said, <laughs> "Get going, soldier, your motherfucking." useless twat <laughs> and i got up and finished the mission that stuck that with man me forever was you and that person that useless twat was me and, <laughs> and he's like yeah thanks soldier and like they have this stupid moment like that 
no two people actually have. It's fucking embarrassing. Um, yeah. It really, it really is. Like, they could have had a hundred different moments, but they had to do this stupid faux motivational speech bullshit. Yeah. At least that one, that scene leads into this dinner scene, which I quite like because, again, Kano gets to fuck with Jackson's. Hey, mate, good, you got to be kidding me. Those come in men's sizes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. those come in men's sizes. <laughs> and then he goes, hey, hey, pass us an egg roll. Hey, Kung Pao, <laughs> give me an egg Kung, roll. <laughs> yeah, he calls him Kung Pao. <laughs> but then Kung Lao starts to fuck with him and is like, you're a terrible fighter. <laughs> Maybe you should lay off the egg rolls. Seeing how he wouldn't be ready to fight if he had a hundred days to train. I'll dump it down for you, fat, lazy pig. What did you say? Terrible fighter. Zero skill. Yeah. And Kano, this is where Kano turns on the fucking darkness. You got a death wish, mate? Like, he starts really going at him. He really starts ripping into him. But it's good, man. Like, I like this, where Kung Lao fucks with him to the point of really getting him up agitated. Failure. Fucking failure. Let me educate you, motherfucker. I'm Kano of the Black Fucking Dragon. And who are you two, huh? You some fucking cave dweller here, be twirling his anal beads, taking orders from this wushu wanker who wears a hubcap as a helmet. Now sit down, shut up, and pass me a fucking egg roll. Kato says something to Vector. He's like, how about I take that stupid sombrero of <laughs> yours so and shove ass. it so far up your ass you start speaking Spanish? <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's, he's so good. And then Luke Kang starts going. He goes, hey, why don't you try being one of them silent monks? Like, yeah. he's, <laughs> his, his dialogue is fantastic. I'm, and cu- I'm curious. Like, his dialogue is good you're enough. You're saying what I'm about to say. Yeah. Okay, no, go ahead then. What are you going to say? No, no, no. You, you, you continue. Well, I think that his dialogue, I think somebody wrote this, whoever wrote this script, I forget the guy's name who wrote it, but I think then they gave it to a comic for Punch-Up. Well, Josh is a comic. The guy that plays Kano is like a comic and an improv actor. Well, that's, so, that's him then. Yeah. I, I think it's him. Yeah. Like, I think, I think he's doing a lot of his own dialogue. Yeah, I think it's, they, yeah. it's leaps and bounds above everybody else. Well, no, I shouldn't say everybody else because... Whoever wrote the dialogue for Scorpion and Sub Zero, it's great in feudal Japan or wherever they were. Yeah, that was great dialogue. He's like, you know, I might not understand your words, but know this: I'm going to kill your ass with my motherfucking gardening tool, bitch. You know, and uh, <laughs> it's it's really good. And then he he starts talking about uh, Kung Lao has got like the beads, and he's like, oh, no, no, Liu Kang's got the beads, yeah. and he's like, I'm going to fucking cave-dwelling hippie twirling your anal beads. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I, I would be shocked and amazed if that was not an ad lib by, by oh. Josh Lawson. Like, and he's, you know, yeah. you fucking wanker wearing a hubcap for a helmet. Like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck like, you. And he basically, the anger builds up so much that he learns his arcana and a laser shoots out of his eye because magic because magic has to happen yeah it's fucking silliness and we go back now again to the uh i think we're back in the arena here are we not where they're they're trying to find cole's arcana again and uh yeah he gets out here to to get fucking pounded in the arena by kano 
He's just like pain as a catalyst to unleashing your arcana. It's like, oh, well, that's the first I've heard of this. So Kano just straight kick the ever-loving shit out of him oh, and until I love his Kano. powers show up. I love Kano's line. Like, I think I saw a bit of Arcana. They give me one more shot at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I saw a little bit of Arcana. Like, and then he just fucking pounds him again. <laughs> he's like, you're right. Nothing's happening. Like, <laughs> like it's... As, much as, I, as much as I and you and we are shitting on this movie a little bit here, listen, the, the, the Sub-Zero Scorpion plot and Kano are completely fucking worth the price of admission. Oh, that's 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 what's frustrating to me about this movie is because there are ten out of ten moments in this where you're like, that was awesome. Yeah, and I felt a lot uh, the same way about Batman Superman Dawn of Justice. There's parts of that movie where I was like, I'm gonna fucking fly to Hollywood and kick the shit out of Zack Snyder, and there's other moments <laughs> where I'm like, fuck, <laughs> Batman used his grappling hook and threw a crate and crushed a guy's fucking head. That yeah. was perfect. I, I loved that. So I'm passionate about this, and when it's on point, I love it. And yeah. when it's off point, I'm like, you fucks, why are you ruining this perfect movie? God damn it. The God fuck damn are it. you doing? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Raiden, oh, I should, I should actually point out, they were looking at Ronda Rousey to play Sonya in this movie. Okay. And they were also looking at Trish Stratus to play Sonya. Oh, jeez. I'm I, torn on that. I know, right? Trish, Trish Stratus would come to the game with a lot better acting. Yes. Acting-wise than Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And I'm a fan of Ronda Rousey. Oh, I'm a fucking huge fan of Ronda her, Rousey. Her acting is a little soft. So it's it's, again, if you can't act but they write the character kind of in that small lane yeah you can you can get away with it i mean look at schwarzenegger his first movies yeah stand here and be pissed off and yeah don't be, be annoyed or smile be be the well, terminator be literally yeah i was gonna say he's yeah. a terminator right just be a robot yeah all right sarah connor yeah so she yeah. they could they could have pulled that off they were looking at vin diesel i think for for shao khan which doesn't make much sense i think that i mentioned not... to you they were looking at scott adkins to play nightwolf I'd watch Scott Adkins do any role. Anything. I'd watch I'd watch him play Shiva yeah. in this movie for fuck's sakes. Yeah. They were looking at Megan Megan Fox to play Katana. I don't know if that would work. I don't think that would work. Um, it depends because the way that they have Melina portrayed in this, she's not really acting. She's just walking around looking really badass. Yeah. She's kind of that side character. But yeah. I gotta tell you, like that first katana in the first movie, that character in so many ways was so goddamn useless. The way she was written, she was beautiful, beautiful woman. Yeah, and she's just like Liu Kang, and she's like whispering secrets, like yeah. like think about winning, <laughs> and it's just think like water, oh, like what? Thanks. What? Think about an element that will stop the ice god. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Fuck. And he's looking around, and he's like, ah, oh, maybe it's water. Yeah. And Raiden comes in carrying buckets of water. It's like a like, fucking episode oh, of Blue's Clues. Me. Yeah, Blue's Clues. <laughs> My name's fucking Steve coming out. Like, again, that was the stuff that annoyed me from the 95 film. Okay, we got to move on here to this scene, because this scene's important, where we flash to Outworld here, and uh, Shang Tsung is here with the three characters that didn't do well. In the game, we have Natara, Natara, and Reiko, 
and Cabal. Yeah. And then the tease of Goro with the shadow coming out. Which was kind of cool. I didn't mind that. I thought that was kind of neat. I, those were never characters I played with. I, I vaguely remember Cabal. I remember Cabal. I don't remember the other two, though. They they were a little bit later. Yeah. Um, I think Cabal came out. People are going to be jumping through the computers to punch me out. You fucking idiot. I know, I right? Think Cabal, I think Cabal came out in three. Um, was it? Yeah. I, I do remember Cabal. Cabal. He was a cool character. MK3. But I like the actor that does at least his voice acting in here. I thought he was kind of funny. He's like, yeah, Kano, he's a complete fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> You'd there's, love him. There's two actors here. Uh, Daniel Nelson plays Cabal, like in the suit, and a guy named Damon Harriman does the voice. Okay. And uh, Damon Harriman was in Mindhunter, and he was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and in both of those he plays Charles Manson. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. So that's the guy that plays Charlie in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I remember watching Mindhunter and thinking, holy fuck, this dude that plays Charles Manson's good. Like, Yeah, he was good. Tremendous. Fuck. That's this guy. And then our our, uh, Rako is uh, that big mofo. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones that was just in that. uh, He was in Fearless. That we just covered. Yeah, he was Fearless. Fearless. He played that big wrestler motherfucker that almost got his head caved in. Yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, that's him. So yeah. And uh, anyway, Cole is like, I don't have anything. I can't find my arcana. I suck. And then Raiden's like, how about you fuck off and go home, you little pansy? And gives him the little window to go home. But Shang Tsung sends fucking Goro here. Now, this pisses me off, too, because, like, Goro is the Shokan. And in the lore of Mortal Kombat, fucking Goro kills Liu Kang to win the first tournament. And then he wins the next eight tournaments. Like, Goro's the reason they've won nine tournaments in a row. This, for me, this was a waste of Goro. Like, this was a complete waste waste of Goro in this film. Can I just say this black fucking smoke where Shang Tsung comes out into the tournament, into the the practice arena is dope as fuck? It is I really like that. Where Kano comes out with the bad guys. Yeah, reveal that Kano is now... Working with the guys from Outworld. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off on Goro there. I just no, had to no, say that smoke no, was that's cool okay. as fuck. No, it, they, like, some of the effects in this film are fucking spot on. Yeah. Well, and this fight. But, this fight is cool. And Kano, well, of course, we we should mention that Kano actually has the conversation with Cabal, and he drops the force field. Yes. To let all but, the Outworlders into the temple. It's like, oh, no, the bad guys cheated. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's like the goddamn... The really rotten's in the fucking Laugh Olympics. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Yogi Yahoo, the Yogi Yahoo's, Scooby Doobies, and the fucking really yeah. rotten's. Like, of course, the, the really, really rotten's are going to cheat every time. Yeah, like, they cheat every <laughs> fucking Saturday, dude. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind the CG Goro. Like, I, I, I honestly don't mind him. I just don't like the way they make him fight Cole here and make him lose like right away. And Cole's Arcana thing is fucking silly. I think. Cole's Arcana is is fucking stupid. There's there's so much wrong here. Yeah. Again, like where this film is right, it is great. And the fact that you take this brand new guy, Cole, who doesn't even have any superhuman powers at this point. Yep. And now he's fighting fucking Goro in his first fight. This is his first actual fight. Yeah. He's fighting Goro. The and, the nine time champion of the tournament. Yeah. And the the other thing that I really disliked about I don't mind 
the CG look of Goro. I think he's okay. Yeah. But Goro doesn't have any mass or weight, and Goro doesn't live in our world where physics makes sense, because what would Goro be? A fucking thousand pounds? Oh, Jesus. 800 pounds? 900 yeah. pounds? Yeah. Like, he's massive. he's gonna be massive. And Cole fucking does like a leg takedown on him it's like yeah yeah that's not gonna happen that's like, not gonna work that's like tackling I a work tree with, yeah i work with fucking animals i can't move a cow that doesn't want to be moved right <laughs> and, <laughs> and that thing is docile as fuck yeah. and uh he just he just rolls in and grabs his leg and takes him down but while that fights and this is actually a good part this is where the movie amps up and gets your attention again yes which should have happened when they first showed up yes like this should have happened when they first showed up because now melina's fighting sonya it's not a bad fight not a bad fight at all and i love fighting goro yep i was gonna say i love when she stabs sonya with the sigh and she licks it and says this isn't the blood of a chosen one or whatever she says yeah she can tell by tasting her blood fucking awesome yeah it is pretty awesome Jax is fighting Reiko, and he Reiko hammers Jax into that fucking stone wall. Oh yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple wire poles and some throws and stuff through here where they've got what would be like stones or columns and pillars and stuff, yeah. And they get thrown through it, and you've got a really cool fight with um, Cabal and Liu Kang. Yeah. Again, I think Kung Lao is probably the best because Kung Lao's got these real cool kung fu moves yeah and he's you know doing crane type lifts with his knees he's throwing his hat and then honestly the most brutal part of the entire film oh. nataro comes flying in yep and uh because kung lao is about to fight shang sung and he's like now you're beneath me you can fight Natara." and uh, and he does he, <laughs> he does the fatality takes his fucking hat turns it into a table saw and basically <laughs> rides her like a fucking canoe over the thing and bisects her that shit was insane she goes face first into his goddamn hat and mid sagittal cuts her right down the fucking middle and then puts his hat back on and then covered he in puts blood. his hat back on yeah drenched in her blood it was a great shot and honestly the cgi here looks good because her body is kind of bumping and writhing. Like, she looks like she has weight. And yeah. I think that's one of my problems with computer-generated graphics is they seem they seem light. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, very light much. Light is in their, in their weight and mass. Yeah. Um, Especially and I Goro. I think Goro's a little bit like that. Yeah, Goro's like that. Goro would, be, Goro would be so goddamn heavy. That's one of my issues with Superman. Like, Superman would weigh a shit ton because he's, like, super dense. Like, he, he has physical body like us but he's super dense that's why bullets bounce off him yeah so superman would be probably fucking 1200 pounds and <laughs> yeah goro is so massive that um he he should he should like the world should kind of shake a little bit more well and like when they get in the truck and they drive and he like stops the truck like he would ruin that truck oh yes he just he just puts his hands on it and pushes it down but like do you the- ever see do you ever see a truck hit a moose? Like, yeah. Like a moose. Like now we're talking about Goro. Like yep. Goro would 
fuck the ever-loving shit out of that truck. Well, and I'm, I'm thinking about even another movie with CGI, like Hellboy. Yeah. Remember when Hellboy punched the front of that fucking truck that came at him? Yes. And that shit yes. just flipped up and over, or the Matrix or something? Like, yeah. the front end of the truck should have gone down. But anyway, now we find Cole's Arcana, which is his little Iron Man suit or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And this is where he does the leg takedown. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's, he's, I don't I don't know, man. It's, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with the Goro fight. And, you know, you can say what you want about the 95 animatronic suit look fake as hell. Yeah. There were parts of that 95 film that were half decent. Yep. And this Goro looks like a PlayStation Goro. Like, I don't at any moment believe that there's a real creature on the screen like the hulk like the hulk in the mcu they did a pretty good job with him like he's running up the buildings and as he's running up buildings like the bricks are falling or you know he's jumping on cars and they're getting crushed like you know like he's interacting with the world and i i i I feel that we just came up short with his goro yeah you can't do him right just i'm fine hey there's no goro in this one save him for the next one save him for later play the long game Goro should not be the first fight for anybody. No. Like, again, he's the fucking nine-time champion of this tournament. Like, even in the last film, before he fights Johnny Cage, for some reason, he just fights five guys. He like, fights a bunch of guys. Remember, he, he fights. He yeah. pounds out a bunch of those dudes on the gravel before he gets to the black dude before he fights Johnny Cage. Oh, yeah. Even they were goddamn Shang Tsung's henchmen. Yeah. He just iced, he just iced like, four of those guys. And then he killed the black guy, and then... He fought Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage threw him off the goddamn cliff. But fucking Cole makes pretty short work of him here once he gets his little bladed taunt for things. Yeah, like, I I think that was, I know he's not real, but I think that was borderline disrespectful to Goro to have him go out like that. Yeah, it really was. I don't know. It, it's weird. I, I, I didn't like and I that. And like, I hate Cole's arcana. I hate his powers. I don't like he's it. He's wearing a fucking breastplate from like fuck he looks like perseus or some <laughs> shit it's just like god damn it yeah and uh fucking we go back here to the the aftermath of the the fight with shang sung's henchmen and everybody and Jax is trying to lift this big ass rock off of sonya and this is where he gets his arcana because this is where they don't understand weight because goro is too light but there's a fucking giant boulder on Sonya. Yeah, there's a car on Sonya. Jax gets his arcana, like his little baby Disney fucking arms <laughs> turn into super arms, and he lifts the giant rock off of Sonya, and it's like, hey, the fact that the rock was on her is not necessarily the problem. The fact that the rock was on her and would have crushed her to <laughs> death, like... He lifts the rock off her, and she's like, oh, thanks for getting oh, that giant rock off me. Thanks. Well, I'd better stand up now and start using all my limbs as if they were not just crushed a moment ago. Well, yeah. That, it's that like that Ron, off a bit. It's like that Ron White routine where he, he talks about working out in a in a hurricane, and he, where he says, it's, it ain't that the wind is blowing, it's what the wind is blowing. The, yeah, that's right. That's right. right? <laughs> I don't care how tough you are. <laughs> Goddamn, you get hit by a wagon. Volvo, <laughs> yeah, or whatever it was, yeah. But that's that's what I found so ridiculous. He's like, "Oh, thank God you got that rock off me." Like she doesn't even have her Arcana yet. No, because she doesn't have a fucking uh, thing yet, right? She doesn't have the mark yet. 
<sighs> right? And then Raiden's like, yeah. Raiden fucking starts talking some shit to, to Sub-Zero. He's like, oh, by the way, Scorpion's uh, ancestor's still alive. It's that fucking guy right there. And then he's like, peace, and tries to fucking leave. And he sends everybody through a portal except for Kung Lao and Cole. Yes. Well, Liu Kang's still fighting oh, yeah, Cabal no, here. Yeah, Liu Kang, yeah. But he, he gets rid of some of them. But then he sucks the fucking soul out of Kung Lao and kills Kung Lao. Like, God damn it. Again, you guys punked out on Kung Lao. Fuck, man. What a shitty way for him to go. Like, not even in a fight. This is, yeah, like, that's a finishing move. Yeah. Like, he should have to fight for that. (sighs) Fuck, man. Like, God damn it. But then Liu Kang is like, oh, no, it's Kung Lao, my best friend of all time who I actually have not had a conversation with in this film. They've been on the screen (laughs) at the same time, but I don't believe at any point that they have a conversation. And this is the part that really chaps my ass because Raiden shows up in this entire like whitewashed room and everybody's there and they're like, where are we? He goes, where are we? We are in the void. It is the realm between your word and mine. Shang Tsung cannot follow us here. And it's like, well, why didn't you take them all there in the first yeah. place? Train you there. asshole in a hat. Like, <laughs> train in this place. Build the training I mean, facility here, dip like shit. Shang Tsung is technically not even supposed to be able to come to Earth. But anyway, like, oh, he can't come here. And then, like, everybody's sad. And, of course, it's Cole. The new guy that's got to be like, they're like, oh, fuck, we might as well all quit. We suck dick. We're terrible. I want to kill myself. I just want to shove a fucking pack of camels up my ass. Sad, 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 sad. Everybody's sad. And then and then Cole's like, hey, we we, I'm going to give a motivational speech like he's like he's fucking YK Kim. And everyone starts turning around. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Cole is right. Yeah, let's all continue yeah. to fight. That They're, guy that quit thanks. and went back to his family and just came back eight yeah. seconds ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow, let's we should listen, listen to, to him. this guy. And like when they all decide to go their separate ways, he's like, "All right, this is what we're gonna do." And like, this is why I really feel that this movie insults my intelligence so much because he's like, "Sonya, you go back and you take out Kano." Oh, and by the way, he's got a laser beam eye. Watch out for that. And it's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. We, we were know there when it happened, yeah, yeah. dickhead. We were all there. Like, literally, Sonya Cole. was in the fucking room. What is your arcana? Being stupid as fuck. Because I think that's what your arcana is, Cole. Being a stupid fuck. Like, just pointing out ridiculously obvious things. Oh, yeah. I was totally not concerned about that laser eye until you mentioned it, Cole. Really appreciate it because I was just going to fucking, you know, spread my ass cheeks and let him blast that laser <laughs> full bore right into my fucking right into balloon knot. And he just fuck's like, sake. fuck. It's like, stop thinking that I'm an idiot. I know Kano has a laser eye. I've known it for 30 fucking years. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's annoying. But now... We get the the split up fights here, where Cole and Liu Kang have to fight Cabal and Melina, and Sonya goes back to kill Kano, and fucking we get the Jax and uh, Reiko fight on the on the bridge there. Yeah, and like the fights aren't actually that bad. 
They're not. The teleportation that they do is pretty good. Like Melina's teleportation effect, like that was her that was her thing in you know, in when game. she was introduced yeah. in MK two. She could do like a teleportation where she dropped through the floor and came down and it did a kick. Yeah. They do that quite good here. Like they really do. Cabal, like his moves are pretty good. The yeah. Rico Jax is is actually a decent fight too with the hammer. It's yep. None of it's none of it's like really great. Like, oh my god, that's the best I've seen. But the fact that they took the moment and put them on the bridge in the pit, Jackson Rako, I was like, that is awesome. Like, that's one thing that I think this film is lacking is some of the sets. Like, yeah. they don't build the classic sets. And I appreciated, even though it's just like a little bridge with a bunch of fucking tiki torches on it. It looks cool though, and I appreciated Jax's cool. finishing move. Where he claps, Jax's claps his head move. and boom, blows yes. up Rako's head. And he's like, yes. yeah, these motherfuckers work. Like, <laughs> Yeah, these work. Yeah. It <laughs> was good. it was good. I liked that. And the uh, the, the Sonya Kano fight in the trailer here, reminiscent kind of of the the trailer park fight in Kill Bill Park 2. Yes. Kind of reminiscent of that. Or the trailer fight in um, uh, Raising Arizona between John yes, Goodman and Nicholas Cage, Arizona. which yes. was probably the funniest trailer park fight I've seen in oh, my life ever, by far. Like especially when he raises his hands, he does goes to hit, get him with the double axe handle, and his fucking hand scrape across the ceiling stucco. Yep. And he's like, ah! <laughs> so yeah, oh! that's, that's one of my favorite trailers. Like, it's not even a martial arts movie, but it's it's awesome. So now Sonya, it, it's decent. Like I it's don't not, mind it at all. It's not too bad. Like. It's not, oh my god, that's like a fantastic fight scene. But it's competent. It's it's pretty decent. Yep. You know, Kano gets his head bashed off the toilet. And he's legitimately chucking her around and slamming her into shit. Yeah. And it's, her moves are choreographed well for her. It's her best, it's her best fighting absolutely. in the entire film. Like, it, she kind of comes out and shines. I do kind of like how they don't play it that, because she doesn't even have any powers at this point. No. Uh, they don't play it like she's stronger than Kano. Like, Kano actually gets her and starts choking her out. Yep. And she actually picks up a garden gnome, the one that Kano spit on, <laughs> and Slams basically that drives that pointy hat right into Kano's fucking eye, <laughs> killing him. And then she gets the mark. Now, she gets her arcana right away because we're late in the film and she doesn't have time to train for it. So she just gets hers for fucking free. She just fucking shows up. Oh, by the way, I know mine. I don't need the time. Everybody needed time and some teaching. I, I didn't. I just got mine immediately uh, because there's only 20 minutes left in this movie. And yep, that was it. And we get Liu Kang and, and Cabal here with their little fight. And Liu Kang does his bicycle kick on him and does his finishing Not move. bad. I don't know how you'd make that look realistic yeah it's not my favorite but it never is and it's really fucking hard to do i don't mind it's the, hard to make it look real yeah. the dragon finishing move the dragon finishing move was pretty friggin' cool yep kills cabal with the dragon i didn't mind that at all and then sonya shows up here i believe if i'm not mistaken next and uh chucks some rings at melina yeah she's got her i forget what they were called or power rings I something like that they called I... them in the first game Melina looks fucking it, badass. Like when she opens they, here and screams and her fucking jaw tears open. Yeah, I love how they did that. Like great. I love how they did that. You know, uh, John Claude Van Damme's daughter auditioned to be Melina. Oh, really? Yeah, she auditioned. You can see it. there's a scene apparently in John Claude Van Damme, like a documentary 
on him where you can see his daughter training to be Melina in the background. She didn't get it. This this other uh, actress, uh, Sissy Stringer, got it. But she yeah. did a great job. She did, man. She, she was good. I don't even think she has any real dialogue other than like this isn't your this isn't the blood of a whatever of a champion. But yeah, they actually do the Sonya's finishing move where she blows through her body and everything is there. Uh, everything is gone except the spinal cord. Yeah, I thought that was great. And she's just like, oh, by the way, I got my Arcana. Uh, yeah, <laughs> little party, <laughs> little parting gift from Kano. <laughs> parting gift from parting gift from Kano. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I stuck a gnome in his eye. <laughs> but then Sub-Zero shows up at Cole's family's place. And again, yeah. dope as fuck. fuck. His, reveal, his reveal is amazing. Because she walks by the front door, grabs her purse, and then walks by again immediately. And he's standing in the fucking window. Yep. Like, like Jason. Again, that's, that's not even a fucking, yeah, that's not even like a special effect. That's just like, go Joe. Joe just steps into frame when the camera's pointed in the other direction. But it's really effective. It's really good. But man, then, when when the black smoke comes and Sub Zero walks out to where Cole is, and he's got the bracelet, yes, and he freezes it and then crushes it and then walks away again. And now we're in the final. Cole follows him back through the black smoke, and now we're in the ice coated MMA ring for the final fight here. And this fight's yeah. the shit, like between him and then. Oh, man, when they start to fight. And he reaches, Sub-Zero reaches up behind him and looks into his hand where the, while the ice forms. Yes. And then he slams it into Cole's chest. That's fucking cool, man. Like, it's really cool. Like, fucking Joe Taslam, like, is perfect for this role. Like, he did such a good job. And he the choreography's amazing. Good job. Well, the choreography's amazing, and, and he pulls it off yep. so well. Like you said, he looks back and just kind of creates the, uh, this kind of, like, ice spear sickle thing yeah and then drives it into him like it was it's awesome there's like moments throughout this fight i mean you know we can talk about it because it's a good fight scene it is it's it's setups and payoffs and at the beginning of this fight we're not quite getting the payoff because it's sub-zero that kills scorpion at the beginning but it's not until scorpion shows up do we really get the fight that we want speaking of scorpion showing up yeah cole pulls out the kunai and sub-zero looks as the blade of hanzo the blade of hanzo get over here And you yeah. hear the, get over here! Like, yeah. Fuck, man. Like, that was cool. So, it was really cool. And now he shows up and he's, you know, full Scorpion in his Scorpion costume. And I got to say, I really like the costume choices here. I, I really love do. the costume choices. I love Scorpion. Again, Hiroyuki Sonata is fucking badass. Joe Taslim is badass. These two need their own movie. They need it. That needs to happen. Yeah. And when he, when Scorpion takes off his mask and says, remember this face? Oh, like, and his teeth are gray and shit? Oh, fuck, man. And he's like, I'm Scorpion fuck. now. You're fucking dead. Remember I said I was going to kill you? Here it comes. But then fucking Sub-Zero makes the sword out of ice? Yes. That fucking badass sword. That was made out of like, uh, like a resin. 
they made that sword out of resin and they put like plastic wrap shit inside to make it like glisten. Badass. Like fucking badass. Like, when he creates the sword, it's amazing. Like he just like he's holding his hand out and just kind of creates it. Yeah. And it and it's got actual weight to it. Like it's a real prop. Yeah. Um and when when Sub Zero slices Scorpion and the blood oh. flies out, and Scorpion freezes him into a goddamn dagger <laughs> and stabs him with it. Oh my god! It's, I was freaking. It was. I was like, I can't believe we're seeing this in a movie and not a video game. I know it was unfucking believable. Like I loved it. And then Sub Zero makes the ice wall, and Scorpion throws throws his his dagger through it. And like you said before, he Sub Zero moves out of the way. But unlike before, when subs when uh, Scorpion retracts it and it cut Sub Zero's face, this time he catches it. Yeah, it's fucking great, man. Like it's really good. They even do the thing in the video game where Scorpion uh, uh, moves in, Sub Zero like flips back, but leaves a little ice clone of himself. Yes, that Scorpion like slices with the samurai sword, but but Sub Zero has already moved back. It's like so fucking it's good, man. So- like, this whole thing is fucking great. This is worth the price of admission. But yes. that's the thing. This this movie's at... This scene is at a level much, much higher than all the other scenes. Oh, this, like, it's so far above. They go down into the MMA cage, and Scorpion sees Cole's wife and daughter frozen against the cage, and they flash back to his wife and son. They, yeah. Right? And he's like, fuck! And then he's like, fuck, this asshole has been freezing families for centuries. (laughs) I'm going to end this tonight. And I really like here where Cole and Scorpion are fighting Sub-Zero. Fucking cool fight, but Sub-Zero tears off his suit. And he's in the black ninja suit. Which, in the game, when Sub-Zero dies, he's resurrected as that uh, noob noob cybot who wears the black ninja suit. Yeah. Like, he's wearing the noob Cybot uniform. It's fucking Which, great, man. Like, this is really like, good. And I, and at this part, like, when the movie's doing, when the movie's hitting the 10 out of 10 shit that we talk about, like it right doesn't now. treat the audience like a fucking asshole. Yes. Like, we're like, holy fuck, he's, because they say he's Bihan, and Bihan becomes noob Cybot. Like, they're not like... Oh my god, it's Noob Cybot now. Like yeah. they don't treat you like you were a fucking child. Like they just let it happen. Yeah. And he is so fucked up and Joe Taslam does an amazing job cuz he pulls his mask off and he's like panting. Yeah. And he's bleeding out his mouth and all that shit. It's just really cool. It's tremendous. He gets hit with the scorpion chain blade and Cole throws him up in the air and fucking scorpion hauls him back down. Oh yeah, it's tremendous they, man! Like this they fight fuck scenes, him up, but good, amazing. And then Bihan Sub Zero is fucked up here, and Scorpion just says, "Leave him to me." And Cole fucks off, and then we get the the fucking Scorpion finishing move. Yeah, where he takes his. But the line is perfect when he says, "You hoped I'd burn in hell. I instead instead I learned to control the flames or something like that." Yeah, I learned. Uh... Uh, you thought that I would burn in the fires of hell. Yeah. Uh, but instead, I learned to control them. And then he fucking does the scorpion finishing move, which is awesome. Like, it's fucking fantastic. It's cool. His face like even, game, like, turns into yes. the skull a bit. Yeah, it kind of melts back. He doesn't go full, 
like in the original game, Full Skull, where he just kind of peels his face off. But I loved it. I thought it was great. I loved it. I, I thought... loved the armor. I loved everything about this. Yeah. Everything. This fucking final fight scene is the shit. This movie yeah. starts crazy strong and finishes crazy strong. Yeah, and in the middle, you're just kind of like, fuck, okay. Peaks and valleys, man. Peaks and valleys. Yep. And then his little flame, Scorpion's little flame disappear after he says, you freed me and, you know, Cole's with his family now and you get the ashes of Sub-Zero there, who I assume if there will be a second movie, which I hope there will be. I hope they redo this and do it better. Yeah, I hope something else comes out. I mean, we've got a lot of characters. Like, there's a lot of characters. There's a fucking shit ton of characters here. But then, yeah, Raiden pops in here, which... Dude, timing, like maybe show up earlier. Uh, yeah, and that's that's the whole issue with anytime they do Raiden in film, he is inept. Yeah, he's bad timing man, or he's <laughs> you know inappropriate timing, inappropriate man. timing I'm fella. I'm here. Oh, the fight's yeah. over. Mm, Fucking I missed it, didn't I? Two hours too late. Are you want some bean dip? I'm having dinner Raiden now. Raiden like, is we're basically done. Nick. From uh, <laughs> Code of Silence. <laughs> Chuck shows Norris kicks there. the ass out of everybody, and then Nick just shows up. Wearing a Wrigley Field Shang shirt. Sung, hey. <laughs> Shang Tsung just comes strolling in, and he's like... Yeah, like it ain't no uh, thing. Like, how are you on Earth? You're not allowed yeah, how, here. You're not... That's not how the tournament works. And if you don't have to follow the rules of the tournament, why have a tournament? The yeah. tournament is supposed to bring a certain level of you know, we'll call it civility between the two worlds. Like, yeah. you can't attack. You have to win these tournaments. Well, there's... Shang Tsung's walking around with his dick out, fucking helicoptering, <laughs> freaking out all the fucking people. This, uh, I'll tell you, the CG on the smoke that takes all the people down is dope as fuck. I like that. It is really, like, again, that comes back to the whole thing with weight. Like, yep. that smoke looks heavier than all of Goro. Yeah, it looks like the real. way that it the way that it kind of moves slowly and just kind of grabs him and pulls him down. Yeah. But then Raiden's like, go to fucking Outworld. And he can just shoot his like, ass to Outworld. Bitch, why did you not do that? Like every time he showed up. When they showed up the first time. Yeah. He was like, hey, I'm here uh, to kick all your shit. Like, Bye. And then he's like, I'm not even going to fuck with the tournament. I'm just going to bring a whole goddamn army through. He's like, go back to Outworld. It's like. Bitch, you just sent him back with his where his army was. Why don't you send him to that white place that he can't fucking leave? Yeah. Like, send him there. Shoot his ass there. The, what are you doing? Shoot his ass there. If he can't come and go from that place and you send him there, he can't leave. Then you can just send him Let an him Uber and bring him back whenever you're ready to start the tournament. Fuck. What are you doing? Yeah, that's that's where the the movie logic, I think, blows. But then of course, you know, we have that whole thing and then Cole's back at his locker getting his I don't know, wrist tape or whatever the fuck he deeds out of his locker. <laughs> and then asshole coach shows up and he's like, oh, so Quitty McQuitterson is finally quitting. You're such a quitter. And it's just like. I'm not doing oh, that for $200 anymore. Start sucking. I'm going to leave. Start sucking. But I'm going to, Johnny, to Hollywood. We get the Johnny Cage like, tees. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fucking quitters go to Hollywood, you quitter fuck. Yeah, you and then quitter dipping his shit. We get the. Johnny Cage in Citizen Cage. Now, I heard that Lyndon Ashby, who played Johnny Cage in the MK95 version, said that he's going to be back in the new MK 
as a different character. Now, I don't know if that's going to be in a sequel, if he's going to play John Cage's trainer or whatever. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with him, if he's even telling the truth or not or what. But that's what I heard. So I'm not, uh, I'm honestly not sure. I don't know. I thought he did a half-decent job as Johnny Cage. Like, he was he was a good actor. Yeah, man. In that film. I, I thought he did a good job. Obviously, he's too old to play him now. Yeah, but he could play, like, a trainer or an agent or, like, something. Like, be yeah. in there and part of the universe. Yeah, put him in. That'd be cool. But, I mean, they they shot their wad on this a little bit too much. Like, you'd almost have to reboot it again or start again. Because, well... Fucking Kano's dead. Kung Lao's dead. Goro's dead. Like, all these people are dead that are fucking critical. Yeah. It's so bad that... It's not so bad, but I mean, it is sad that if we get a sequel to this, we can't have Kano. Yeah, right? Unless it's a flashback movie, but then you know he dies. Yeah. Like, ah. Kano was awesome. Kano... the nice thing is you can bring B-Han back as Noob Saibot, but... Yes, God damn, Kano was like the real, like we had a solid opening and we had a solid close. Honestly, if it wasn't for Kano in that second act, yeah, I'll just call it the second act for simplicity. Yeah. Um, if we didn't have Kano, this movie would have been a real drag, man. Like it would have been a real drag. Yeah, it would have been too flat. Like you needed that comic element of Kano in there. Otherwise, it just wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked. It really wouldn't have. You know, the fights would have been okay, but fuck, man. Nothing would have held it together. I just found that they didn't have, like, a lot of those characters just didn't have that real star power screen presence. And, like, Liu Kang, I I just think that the script did not serve Liu Kang well at all. I don't think it served very too much of any of them well. No. To be honest. Like, other than Kano, who, again, I probably made up half his lines... Yeah. On the fly. And then the Scorpion Sub-Zero lines were great. I, I I quite enjoyed that interplay. But, you know, that's subtitles. I mean, that was all Japanese and, and Chinese. I assume that was Cantonese, right? Yeah. I, I, I assume, assume anyway. I, I don't know, but... You know, I can't he, speak Cantonese. I can't speak no Cantonese. <laughs> I, got I can't speak Mandarin. I got a whole lot of nothing. That's what I got. Yeah. But, so, yeah. yeah overall, I mean, not like, this, this film frustrates me because... In some ways, it is so good, and where it where it goes bad, like again, I would I would really love to see an on screen Raiden that's amazing, but yes, you know we haven't seen that yet. And I think competent, competent is the most important. Like Raiden should be the most competent character in the film. Yeah, yeah, like very much so. So, but fuck, this Raiden's man. like. I'm not allowed to do that. Boom. Oh, but I did it two scenes later. Oh, um, I thought, like, they just create this world where nothing makes sense logically. So if you build kind of these rules, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with you building whatever rules or worlds you want to build. Just stick with, if you if you put up a wall, like, keep the fucking wall up. Just don't tear it down because you, 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 you can't write around that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. When you When you create the world... You make the rules of the world, and then you have to play by those, whatever that, wherever that takes you. Well, that's the thing with these new 
fucking asshole Star Trek movies or TV shows, right? Because, like, you remember the next generation? They're like, oh, look at this new thing. It's called a holodeck. They'd never had a holodeck on the original Enterprise. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these new shows come out that take place, you know, before Captain Kirk. And they're like, hey, let's go to the holodeck. Let's go fuck a monkey on the holodeck or <laughs> fucking, you know, uh, eat, eat parfaits with our food replicators. Like, bitch, none of this has been invented yet. Like, I'm not even a Hollywood writer. And I know that 90% of what you're doing is bullshit. Like, you bitches never even watch this show. And that that's what I, I get really frustrated with properties that I love and then they just they just fuck with it so i'm right down the middle on this film man like yeah me too it's either fucking 10 out of 10 or it's one out of 10 for me mostly at any given moment yeah yeah i'm kind of down the middle too i want to give a a couple props to chan griffin who was the fight choreographer for the movie i think he did a great job because the the fight choreography i think on the whole was really good on the whole it 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 was it was it was solid and also to, to another guy, Kyle Gardner, and the whole stunt team, because the stunts were fucking dope. There was a lot of the, the stunts, like the crashes, the falls, the wire work, the being thrown through the rocks and stuff. Good stuff. Um, I thought was good. Yeah. Again, my problems with the film come from the script Yeah. of, oh my God, there's an 800-pound rock on Sonya's skull. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's... And she I comes out without a scratch. Quickly. I'd better pick it up quickly before it causes some sort of damage. Well, and that was to her brain bone on on her before she got the mark and killed Kano, right? Yeah, before she got her so fucking she's powers. Just a regular chick. She's well, I mean, she's a, a regular... special forces badass, but you know, a... yeah, I don't care. Like, you could take a special forces badass. You could you could take Bruce Lee, but if you park a Volkswagen on his <laughs> fucking head, like he's that gonna, guy is he's dead. Die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, goddamn it! The so way let's, of let's, the intercepting wheel. Fuck. Um, <laughs> let's roll through this. Uh, let's do acting first. The acting in this film, I'm gonna have to give three point five fists out of five. If we're just talking about you know our main characters, that's a five. There are people in this film that are one hundred percent five out of five. Yeah, but I think the acting for some of them brings the average down. Uh, cause some of them at are, are, are at a two, Yeah, but you know, I'm going to give this 3.5 fists out of five for acting, uh, because some people brought the average down. Yeah. I, I kind of have to go on the same way. I have to go 3.5 fists out of five because like, I have the exact same reasoning. Like if you're talking about, if you're talking about Hiroyuki Sanada and Joe Taslim and Josh Lawson, five fucking five out of five, those, those three are top of their game. Like yeah, badass, and even even yeah. Todd Nobu Wasado, who plays Raiden, his acting is really good. His acting is good. His 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 character is poorly written. That's what I mean. Like his acting, if I, if we're talking acting, he's up there, but the average yeah. has to be pulled down a little bit by the rest of the cast. Unfortunately, a little bit. Not that they're bad, but it just they're not at the same level, and it's it shows when you're out there with, you know, like you can be. You can be a fucking really good NCAA college level team, but you're going to lose to an NBA championship team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the difference is going to be obvious yep. there. So, all right. So three and a half. What about uh soundtrack? Soundtrack. I, I, I'm trying to do this without being prejudiced yeah. because the MK 95, like the soundtrack was, was amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
buttercup. And it fit, it fit, I mean, it fit 95. It fit the tone of that movie. Like angry, rave. I'm on ecstasy. (laughs) I'm sweating like a motherfucker. This, this, the the use of sound, I think, is decent. I'm going to give it three-fifths out of five. There are moments, there are a few moments in this film where I feel it's a four, and there are moments in this film where I feel it doesn't work at all. Yeah. So I'm 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 just gonna have to give it that average. Okay. I'm gonna go three and a half fists and stick with the same thing I gave last time. I, I like it. I think it's good. I I frankly it it didn't stand out to me as being like, oh my god, the soundtrack really adds to this, except in that opening ten minutes. I thought it really added in that opening ten minutes, particularly oh, like- with with the Sub-Zero Scorpion bit. Well, that's what I mean. Like, when he walks up and the music that's playing when his wife and son are frozen, that's like, holy Phenomenal. shit. Like, that works. And then later, when Scorpion shows up and puts the spear through, you kind of get that, da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to do it? Are they going to yeah. do the music? And they're like, no, we're not going to do it. We just, we just went, da, 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 da. And then we then then we just did it. We just gave you the just tip the, there. You're just not the getting tip, nothing. baby. Just we the just tip. gave <laughs> you the tip. So, yeah, that's why I, I, I scored a little bit low because the yeah. last film did a better job with soundtrack, in my opinion. Fair enough. And then martial arts for the last category. Martial arts, again, is a mixed bag. I am going to go at 3.5 fists out of 5. I think that the stuff with Cole and Goro was a bit weak. I thought the stuff with Liu Kang was a bit weak. There's There's some stuff in there that just doesn't quite work for me, but... The Scorpion Sub-Zero stuff is is five out of five. Like, these guys did an amazing job with martial arts, uh, but some of the other stuff just doesn't quite work for me, so I'm going to give it 3.5 fists out of five. Yeah, I'm going four fists out of five for, for martial arts just because the... Dude, the I can't describe to you the way I felt in the opening ten minutes of You don't this need film. to describe it, it. I feel the same way. <laughs> it was so good, and... Even the last fight with with the two of them, but that first opening scene, and you know, I I think it is weak where you said it was weak. I I, I agree with that. I think some of the the Sonya and Kano fight was good. Some of the other fights were good there as well. I liked some of the Kung Lao stuff. I thought he was badass. So you know, there are a couple of weak spots, but for me, that's only going to drop at a point. And I was so yep. psyched with the Sub Zero Scorpion stuff that I can't I can't put it lower than that. That shit was dope. No, understood. Um, Sam Hung, would you make this better? Yes. I really, really feel that you could do Sam Hung as Raiden, but he is, he's like an old god. And you know in some of those old stories, like gods are dicks, I would yep. like to see an angry, drinking, I don't give a fuck, Sam Hung as Raiden. I think he would oh. kill that role. Like he's just kind of like, ugh humans you know he drinks he's kind of an asshole i'd like to see him in that role and i want to see him fight because they they put christopher lambert in you know mortal Kombat. they put i forget his name i know his name but i forget his name uh as raiden in uh, mk annihilation and yeah we've yet to see raiden fight i want to see raiden shoot the lightning i want to see raiden do some kick-ass stuff i want to see him do that i want to see him do the i am frito leg i want to see sammo hung as kind of like a 
humans are beneath me kind of a jerk ass raiden yeah. i think that but sam it's will my job that. to save this stupid yeah. fucking realm yeah. from yourselves you jackasses because the one thing that we didn't really go on too much is how ill-prepared raiden was for this tournament like yeah you know there's a tournament oh we got a couple hundred years to get ready for it and it's like fucking two and, weeks before the tournament. Oh shit! It's this Thursday. These, yeah, he's just finding these guys now. I'd really like to see <laughs> Sam Hung as as Raiden, kind of reluctantly putting this team together, but have him fight. Have Raiden fight. I want to see that guy in there. Yeah. No, I'm not going to top that. I totally agree with that. That would be the shit. Would you put William Hung anywhere in this movie? <laughs> I don't I'm know. Trying to think of a spot to put him in, and I don't think I have a spot I'd, for him. I'd, I'd put him in the crowd watching the mixed martial arts fight. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. maybe replace, like, super angry uh, fight promoter with William Hung. Like, he's oh, like, that might be oh, good, yeah. Oh, look, it's Cole. Mr. Oh. Quitter. Quitty like, McQuitterston. What's Quitty happening? McQuitterston. Hey, I just want you to know that you have no official training in MMA. <laughs> like, <laughs> you like, look like you have no official training in mixed martial like, arts. William Hung... You know, if we wanted to make this movie worse, putting William Hung in there would uh, would definitely be good for a laugh. <laughs> for sure. That is hilarious. All right, brother. Well, that's a wrap on MK2021. And that is also a wrap on our season two. That oh, wraps yeah, up our two. 42nd movie of official, official, you have offended this podcast. We've done several of our partial arts for the patrons. But this is, yeah, this is our end of season two so uh we're gonna take a week off before we post our season three first movie our season three first movie is gonna be jean-claude van damme in Bloodsport. can't wait i love this film i'm fucking psyched to do Bloodsport, man a bunch of people have asked us for this so i'm pretty psyched to do this yeah man so we're gonna jump right into Bloodsport for season three in two weeks time on you have offended this podcast Ah! <sighs>